dealers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and still gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What is going on, bro? I still got Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies? Well, I never buy them because I know I'll never eat them. So I might as well, I might as well pay for them, take them from the Girl Scout, and put them into the trash right after. I don't, I'm not a sweet person. Absolutely awesome. Like I just don't, I just don't like them. I mean, they're good, but I know I won't eat enough of them, and they'll just sit there and go bad. I got a case of Thin Mints. I put them in the freezer. Is it possible to buy Girl Scout cookies in packs of four? Um, I don't think so. We'll see. Because it's only for limited time. That's why. Right. If they gave me just four cookies, it would be, uh, it'd be the perfect, perfect size for me. Yeah, that's just not how it works. <clears throat> All right. Well, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Now, I don't even know if we're live. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't even know if we're live. <laughs> oh, we are live. Dublis said something in chat. We know we're on the internet. I was having so many issues. Uh, I had to like reboot the computer. Sarge couldn't hear me. I don't know if you can still hear me. Can you hear me, Sarge? I can now. All right. I don't know. Maybe when it, when your computer boots up in the OBS, I think maybe it sucks all the power out of your microphone. And I, I can't hear you. I don't, I don't know. So on this week's episode, we're, uh, we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about Destiny. A little bit. Like, they just came out with the PvP map, right? So we're just going to look at it, you know, just see how it is. Um, we're going to talk about games we're playing. We're going to talk about... Let me get my rundown here. We're going to talk about uh, the Twitch app a little bit and how the auto... Auto follow is happening, or the. Well, auto- I've been reading. I've been reading a little bit about that. Um, we're going to talk about the how Ark uh, is a ripoff. Well, uh, let's not let's not say ripoff. Let's just say that they're changing their business model. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, on a possible uh, down the road, like a video game crash that could happen. Uh, you know, with the whole industry or a downward spiral, I should say. Um, so we'll we'll go into that. Those are just a few of the top stories. Uh, that we're going to go over this week. Uh, obviously, there's there's news about uh, Overwatch and what other other stories do I have here? We got Overwatch. We got a uh, VR Mario Kart. We got uh, what else do we have here? Oh, Overwatch. The Overwatch League is happening. It's a thing now, and there's seven teams involved right now. And I'll tell you who those are later in the show. So I appreciate everyone coming out. If you want to watch us live, you can watch us live each and every single week right here on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash 30 and still gaming. But you know that because you guys are here. Uh, we're on at live 8 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. So check your watches wherever you are in the world. Appreciate you coming out, hanging out with us. Um, also, if you don't follow us here, you can do past broadcasts uh, on Twitch or wait for a vodcast to happen because you have to be a subscriber to watch the past episodes on Twitch. Now, if you don't want to be a subscriber, to watch those past episodes, you either have to wait for a vodcast or you have to wait till I post the new episodes on YouTube, which we're really far behind. I think we're on episode 89 on YouTube and we're here at 95 today. So uh, that being said, let's get the uh, 
let's get the show started. Uh, we always start off with what have you been playing? Uh, so what have you been playing? Um, actually, I I got uh, Halo Five on sale for twenty eight dollars. Ooh. I got the digital deluxe edition because I was bored out of my mind. I wanted to play something different, and uh, I played through the campaign. It took me about a couple of days. Um, it's actually not bad. Three four three still haven't made Bungie. I think their own. They're still kind of fiddling with it, but it still was done well. Right. I like the campaign. But what I like more is I really, really like Warzone. Like, I think that that is, that is something that should have been in pretty much any game of that magnitude where you either have an eight-person eight squad co-oping against a horde of enemies right. and bosses, which was very similar to, like, a Borderlands, a Borderlands 2 type of feel, when you have... Their, guys are teaming up against the uh, bosses and then at the same time when you play the uh, 12 versus 12 so it's 12 red 12 red versus 12 blue and then of course there's the NPCs that are also there right plus the enemy guys that come in and the bosses that you have to kill so it's basically just total chaos but it runs like a dream it's smooth as butter they've got dedicated servers and it's just a good time so I know you tried to to sell me on this, is it still half off or fifty percent off or whatever the hell it sales is? Sales over. Sales, sales over. over. Yeah. Um, I know on Tuesday. Uh, however, Dred did say he found it for a good price. You might want to talk to him. Oh, if Dred's got it, then then I have it. So we're good there. So maybe I should. Uh, if he if he downloaded it, then I downloaded it. So. Well, I don't know what his story is. He says he he's found it on a good price. I'm not sure what if he's pulling oh. the trigger. And I'm if if he know. buys it, if he buys it digitally, I'm okay. If he buys it hard disk, because uh, we do Xbox share, so. Uh, mm -hmm. So if he if he buys it digitally, I have it. If he doesn't buy it digitally, well then I don't have it. I just there's a game coming out real soon. Like we literally go to New York, we come back on the seventeenth, right? And then there's a game waiting. Well, there's the beta coming out for for Destiny, which I'm not I'm not going to pre-order. I'm not. I'm actually giving myself because I don't want to be a hypocrite here, right? And we're going to talk That's about true. we're going to talk about down the road I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the open beta right so i'm gonna wait for the open beta on friday saturday sunday because i just don't think there's enough content to play for you know that two long days. extra two days and still be like not bored of it you know what i mean i i don't know uh that's nothing against destiny it's just a, it's just a demo right no, it's a no, if it's the it's brothers a, if the brothers grim have been telling everyone don't pre-order then you have to take a spoonful of your own medicine i'm not going to pre-order. right well at the same time though i did pre-order fortnite Right, but I went in with Tally and Comic, and that was more all, of a. We all suffer together. Right, we all suffer together as a, as a family on the Goonie Squad, and also it was a more of a business decision as far as uh, the games coming out on the twenty fifth. I was gonna wait for the twenty fifth, but then you get extra bonuses, <clears throat> and because I'm a streamer and two other people could have gotten the game for less price, I decided to pre order. Right, so they said they could stop that pre order any time. Uh, even after the game comes out, so they don't know when they're going to close it. So I figure, well, why not? So uh, that's what I did for Fortnite. But as far as pre-ordering goes, I am not pre-ordering uh, Star Wars. I'm not pre-ordering uh, Destiny. Like, I'm waiting to see what the demo or the beta is. Obviously, I'm going to play Destiny, right? Obviously. But there's no need to pre-order because the digital copy is is going to happen regardless or not no one can take my digital copy away from me right right so that's, that's right that's what pre-ordering is right to make sure you had a copy for you at the physical store i haven't right. been to a physical store buying a video game now in almost 3 years so i mean since i've had the xbox 1 i don't think i've actually i've have i have multiple discs but i never put them in like 
I forget sometimes that when the when the Xbox One tells me to put the disc in, I'm like, the disc? I thought I bought this digitally, right? I get confused sometimes. So definitely, definitely not doing that. So we're not going to pre-order. And plus, uh, it, like I said, it's the beta. Uh, I'll watch people play it. I'll play it on Friday, Saturday, and definitely Sunday so I get that one hour inside the farm, right? Because you, you, you only get into the farm for that one hour, and I, I really want to look around the farm because I didn't get to see it at all when they put the video for four listen, minutes. I just, I just want I, – I, listen, because of all the, the ridiculous hype and the ridiculous trash talking and the back and forth, I, I just like to play a game and not know anything and experience it with new eyes. Right. I don't want to know everything before I get it because – then it loses all the luster of it. It loses all the right, right. the hype for yourself. Like people on PlayStation are hyped up because they're like, we get two strikes during the, during the beta. I was like, why would you want two strikes during the beta? Like, just wait for the game to come out. <laughs> like, calm down, people. You're like 30 days away or 45 days away from getting Destiny 2. And do you really want all that content ahead of time so you can burn through the content so when you get the game, when it comes out, that you're like, ah, there's not enough content. Like you're gonna be so burnt to the first strike, it's not even gonna be funny. Right, you'll you'll play this whatever strike they're giving us. I guarantee you, when you play that, because you have to play it in the game, you're gonna be like, oh god, I'm so tired of this strike. Right, right? and that's what you're, and that's what you're gonna hear from people. Right, right. I'm so tired of this strike. Right. The game, the game is six hours old. <laughs> you're gonna be grinding this for the next three years. You're telling me now, right now, you're well, tired of the next year because you know they segment it, so uh, yeah. you only get the certain strike at a certain time. So, all right, what else have you been playing? Uh, I played a little bit more Fallout 4. I went back for just to the building. Okay. I wanted, see, I wanted to see if I could make the factory like some of these other people make, where they throw a bunch of junk into a hopper, all and, right. then you set it, and you set it to do what it does, and then it makes bullets, or it makes whatever you want it to make. It's hard. That's hard shit to figure out. Like I, I, It took me like a couple hours just to make a basic one. I'm like, these guys are fucking ridiculous, the ones who do this kind of thing. Like that's a whole game in and itself, figuring out how to get a factory to work properly. Right. In in a first person shooter that that doesn't need a factory, because you can just go buy bullets. But uh, yeah, that uh, Battlefield One, of course. I was I was hot under the collar the other night. I was played with uh, Santos, and the fucking squad guys. I mean, I'm telling you, they just they just don't. I, I blueberries. Wanna, I literally. Yeah, yeah, I literally had, want to strangle somebody. You had some blueberries on your actual squad. Yeah, yeah, that's like, the worst. I, I literally want to strangle them. Like, what don't you know? What well, don't you? That's all I keep saying, like, what don't you understand about this game? Well, here's the good thing, right? Santos sent me something uh, the other day, or is it today? Santos, did you send me that today? I think it was. Where you can actually, there's, there's, uh, yeah, here it is. So it says we've got new missions, okay? A new mission tracker to go along with it. Log in and make the bar move. All you need to do is 75 revives. Now, Two things could happen here, right? Two things could happen. Everyone's going to be a medic. Everyone's going to be a medic. You can't kill a tank. Right. Because the tank's going to run over every medic there is because everyone's a medic. But here's the good thing, right? Everyone, until they hit that 75, which is about, you know, two hours. Like maybe four missions. Right. Because they're going to just. Right. Just they're going to get in the squad. Everyone's going to die and they're going to just revive each other. Right. But at least you'll get revived now for a small period of time during this mission. You might want to sit back. It'd be praise, it'd be praise God. You're running around. No matter, no matter what happens, right. you'd be running. You could do a whole montage of people just jumping off a cliff, right. <laughs> and then minutes later, back to life. <laughs> right, and back to life. Into the face. So you definitely, back to life. 
<laughs> so you'll definitely you'll definitely get revived. You won't see a medic run past you without reviving you. And if you do, now they're really idiots. Okay, like they're really really good, bad idiots. So, uh, so that's good news, right? So they have like these missions in now where you know kill five tanks. To get 75 revives. I don't know if the five tanks things well, is real, well, why but why don't we just put this thing on there? Like at a battle pack, don't be a dick. PTFO <laughs> right, plus right. five battle packs. Like it, that's, I, that's all it needs to be done. I think what needs to happen is when you're a medic and there's someone down around your area, a voice in the game just starts taunting you. Right? It says, Hey dickhead, there's a guy down. Are you gonna go revive him? Are you gonna go revive him? You should go revive him. How about, how about <laughs> when the guy goes? How about when the guy goes down? Isn't it? Because I I remember possibly that if we go down, can you tag the medic or the medic tags you? Um, when you go down, he sees a thing on the on the thing. You can't. I don't think you can ask for a medic while right. you're dead. But when you're alive, he can tag you and let you know he's coming instead of you burning a ticket. Oh, I didn't see my. I didn't know that. My, see the see if a if a medic if a medic spots you when you're dead. It tells him on his screen that medic is coming. Really? Okay. So it's it's supposed to be incentive that you don't burn the ticket. See, people don't care that they just respawn, that they're burning the ticket. See, I think right. what should happen is if a medic is in range of you, and Santos and I have already spoken about this, if a medic is in range of you and he says he's coming and you decide to respawn, then that's a negative score at the end of your at the end of the round. Right, to deduct like you points. On, yeah, deducts points from you for burning a ticket for no fucking reason. Oh, man, that would actually be really good if they did that because uh, you would think it's stupid, right? For the outside people, they'd be like, "Well, that's stupid." Then you would get negative points. Yes, you would because you're yes. hurting your team, right? You're burning you, tickets. You're burning tickets down and hurting your team. Where if you're a team player, which Battlefield is is about, right? Squad based, working together, so, communication, mostly. right? Uh, it, I call it. We played with the guy last week. Uh, I forget his name. Was it Ginger? Uh, what was his name? Yeah, Ginger. Yeah, where he literally was from a Call of Duty, and I didn't know that, right? And he was playing with us, and he was on his own, trying to capture flags, not doing, you know, with team-based stuff. Meanwhile, me, you, Santos, and I forget who else was playing with us. We're like, you know, top five, top ten, and Ginger was below that, way below, because he wasn't being a, a squad player, right? And he's like, oh, look, I got I got this many kills. I'm like, well, I got three more times the kills that you got, right? And I also got a lot more score because I was capturing flags, hanging out with people. As, you know what I mean? Like, we're working together as a team. And I said, when he said that f comment, I said, oh, you're a Call of Duty player. And I think he got offended by it, which I didn't mean to be offended, but that's just the, that's just the way it is, right? Like... If you're a Call of Duty player playing Battlefield, you're not used to the working together as a team because in Call of Duty, there is no team-based thing. I mean, yeah, you'd be like, hey. You're, you're on the same side. You're on the same side, but right. But it's every man for themselves basically on that side and whoever can get the best kill-death ratio, right? And Battlefield's not about kill-death ratio, bro. I got, I went 51-1. and one. I'm the best. Yeah, but we lost. Yeah, but I went 51-1. and one. I have a 51 kill-death ratio, bro. You know, and and it's not about that. It's about the win, and then and then it's about like your achievements well, it, it, for if yourself. They, if the scoreboard would actually do that, if it shows that you're on a winning team or losing team, and how many times you're on a winning or losing team, and then it penalizes those for those who goes right. against what it's supposed to be, then the statistics start balancing out a little bit because you would see if you're a dick player or not. Right, right, right. and then it basically comes down to a review, right? 
But the problem with that is anyone could review you and give you a bad review, even if you were the best player in the world. Because let's say you get on a squad and three of the five people on the squad are working together, but they're just chilling out. Do you know what I mean? And they're just having a good old blast no, no, time. I get, I get and the two people thing. are you're, you're playing the game to have fun. I'm not. I'm not dismissing that at all. But a team-based game is a team-based game. Right. Like if I played the same way in Overwatch, everyone would hate me. Oh if yeah. If I played, if yeah. I played Lone Wolf in in, in Overwatch, everyone. Would well, hate me. if you played competitive, everyone would hate you. If you played quick right. play, people would be like, whatever. He's just playing around. Right. But as soon as you play competitive, and that's that's the thing with Battlefield. If Battlefield ever became competitive, you would have people would lose their shit. Well, I would lose but my to be shit. To be honest with you, the game mode that you play that we all play is not a competitive game mode. I don't I don't really believe that Battlefield is a competitive game. No. No, it's not supposed to right? be. Now, if if you consider Battlefield a, game, a competitive game and you had an entire team of 32 people on each side and that was the competition between this right. clan versus this clan, then we're talking. Well, I think, Battlefield, I think Battlefield, if it went competitive, it needs to be more like hardcore, right? Which is like squad that we talked about, right? Right. Where No marking. No marking. You have to talk. You have to see where the guy is. Right. There's no marker when you kill somebody. It doesn't tell you at the end of the match that you got 10 kills and 5 deaths. It doesn't say any of that. It literally is win the match. Win the match. That's it. Work together to win the match. And that's why I like squad. And I'm thinking about buying squad just for that fact but I don't want to do that if I go in alone, because then I have to make friends and do stuff like that, and I don't think I'll play the game as I'm much. Sensing, I'm sensing a bribe. Well, not not a bribe. I'm waiting for the thing to go on sale. It's going to be a while, because it's still an alpha. It's an early access and stuff oh, like that. Another early access. Early game. access, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. But I, I do like the premise of it because it's it's not about your kills or deaths. It's about working together as a team, communicating. And then getting the win, right? Yeah, I just, that's what I it just is. Don't, I just don't like people that the whole point. That's why the ticket thing is backwards. The tickets should go back. Battlefield the way competitive it was. is being announced next month. Woo! The, the tickets. The tickets should go back the way it was. It shouldn't be counting up to a thousand. It should be counting down to zero because that's how many right. guys you have left to use. Right. And that way, when you use a ticket, it shows your score go down. And when a medic brings you back, the ticket goes back in, right? When you see visibly how much you're yeah, losing I don't know, tickets. I don't know why they went up instead of down. Because they wanted to make it like a score. It's it, the, That's a score. Yeah, but it's, it's the same score. Like, make it golf. Whoever gets the zero fastest, right? The lowest score wins. Right? It's Listen. If I get the zero before you do, I win. Based game. It's a team-based game. If I lose all my tickets before you do, we don't have an army anymore to fight. That's what it is. That's why right. I, I think it's a psychological thing. If I see the number going up, I don't care. I'm just going to burn tickets because I want to kill more of them. Right. right. But when you're burning the ticket, you're giving them the point. That's how it works. Right. That's why it should count down. Like you, you it shouldn't be like a who controls the most points thing and points go up. It's the other way around. Yeah, I don't like that when you control points. And then you get the kills. Because it, it, you remember it does, in the battles how it used to be, when you get down to the low numbers, the team would know not to spawn in because it would use the tickets and you would lose. Yes. And then it would go down to like the last three yes. or four guys. Yes, yes, and yes. And that's how it ended. Yep. Like, they'd be like, don't spawn in. You're going to lose the ticket, right? Yep. And it would be like two guys left, and everyone would be like, he's around the corner. He's around the corner. He's Grenade. going in a tank. Boop. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man, I like how we just got off. That's what I love about this show. I love this show because we literally talked about what Sarge is playing. He said, I played a little bit of Battlefield 1, and then we went on this whole fucking rant tangent on, on this whole how the game. No, this is exactly what the show's about. Uh, so 
that's what you've been playing. All right. So I've been playing. I played, man, let me see if I can even bring up a, a part. I don't even know if I'm allowed to, to show this. <laughs> I, I, played, um, I played South Park. I can show the first episode, a little bit of the first episode. That's that's uh What are you what are you not allowed to show? You can't show the well, game. Well, no, I don't want I can show the game. I just don't want to show certain parts of the game. Like people get offended. <laughs> Real easy. Yeah. Hold that. All right. Well, just the way it is, people get offended. <laughs> yeah. So, this game, okay, let me let me bring it up. This game is fantastic as far as I'm I was so excited to play this game. So excited to play this game. It literally is like playing the TV show. Like yeah. you're right in the TV show. Okay. The jokes, the humor, Matt and Trey, man, they are just two deranged people that are just fantastic at comedy. Now, <clears throat> a lot of people get offended. I don't get offended with, with comedy like this, right? There's parts. Okay. There's this scene, okay, where you get shrunk down and it's a, it's a board about the underwear gnomes, Okay. You're in your bedroom in your house. You get shrunk down and you're fighting within the walls of your house. Okay. Okay. This is the part I'm not going to show. This is just a different battle I'm showing. I'll, I'll describe yeah, this. Okay. I, I got it. While you come through the wall, okay. <laughs> While you come through the wall, your parents are having sex in the background. Okay. okay? They're literally just plowing each other in the background. <laughs> okay. okay. Noises, sound effects, everything. Well, the battle. As you're battling in the background, it's like just happening. You Your see, parents are fornicating. I right, they're you. fornicating right in front of you. Just the joke alone from there is being you're being scarred to death. But you're playing a game and you're watching someone else's parents, even though it's cartoon form. It's just hilarious, right? Well, then the gnomes run down and they run up on the bed, and then you have a fight on the bed while they're having sex, right? And in the top of the screen, you just see this, right? It's are you serious. Oh my god, it is freaking hilarious okay <laughs> it was the most uncomfortable but best but worst board but i think that's what i've ever purpose. oh I yeah think they do that on purpose yeah. they, they make you they put you in an uncomfortable spot on purpose oh my god how you're gonna handle it it was it was classic man i was laughing so hard people were like what's happening right now like did i just come into the wrong spot it was just it was just really fun other people were dead quiet because you know, you know, like when you watch a a sex scene on TV or something, everyone uh, gets kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, they yeah. get uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, even though everyone's thinking the exact same thing. So, this game though, great RPG, right? You're, you're leveling up. You're putting the gear on. <laughs> All right, I'm sold. I'm buying it. Do the different costumes actually give you different bonuses. What's that? Do the, do the different costumes actually give you different bonuses? Because I saw you dressed up as a fairy. Yes. Okay. So point. so. It, it comes down to what you want to look like, but the fairy outfit that I got from being on the girls, the girls gave me that. Uh, the perks and stuff on it were just ridiculous. I had to I had to wear it. It was the best and, gear. So, so Matt made to do it. Matt and Trey did it on purpose. You right, to, to make like you... A, to be a badass, you have to look like a fairy. Right, you, right? Look, like, you, you look like a... It's always a right, joke. Right. It's always a joke. So right. th there's, it's just so good on how to do it. And the perks on there, right? So near the end of the game, I had like 9,000 hit points, but you're going against people with like... 36,000 hit points or like I think the highest one I think was Kenny. Yeah, I think it was like 39,000 hit points. Uh, Kenny had like 72,000. Oh, that's what it was. It was 72,000. Yeah, I was, and was I, I watched that battle a little bit. And I was like I was like holy Christ and you constantly have to hit him. So I had this bleed factor on me 
where I had these darts. They would only do, sometimes they would do more damage, but they would only hit you for like one damage. But they gave you a, a stackable five bleed on the guy, right? Well, what did the bleed amount to, though? I saw that bleed on them. The bleed would go, it would take a, a anywhere between 3,500 and five grand off him every single time, right? Well, so over the round, over like the next round? Over continuously until he heals himself, right? If he doesn't heal himself with like some water or whatever that the boss does, but does the, the guy stack just attack, stays so there? He uses his round to heal, and he's not attacking you. That's Co the way it works. Correct, right? So <clears throat> I just stacked. I just stacked the five on, and then if he if he took it off, I would just stack it again, and then I would use butters. Now I didn't use a lot of the other characters, right? You could be Cartman, and Kyle, and and Stan, the guy. and Jimmy, uh, but butters, butters. Once you figure out how to use his hammer and slam. It's just OP, you. especially when he turns into Professor Chaos. Professor Chaos, if you hit the right, it's a random wheel spin, right? But when you hit it, if you land on the right one, the hammer is the worst one. By far, the hammer is the worst one. But he's got this electric storm. He's got this ice ice storm. And he's got some other, or drain, life drain, okay? Those can do anywhere between 500 damage and, like, 5,000 damage, all depending on, on what it is. Um, I didn't really use the summon very much you can summon jesus you can summon the uh the walk guy i forget his name uh you can summon mr hanky and you can summon uh uh the slave mr slave okay fucking hilarious dude fucking hilarious mr slave will literally come on the board and jab jam them up his rear okay that's how he wins okay it's it's just so freaking funny i laughed the whole time i laughed the whole time i didn't care I, at that point, I didn't care if I was offended by any if anyone was offended because I was enjoying my game, and I think people watching me having a good time with it were enjoying it as well, right? So if a person was offended, they would leave and and so on and so forth. But the story, without ruining anything, if you didn't watch it, I'm gonna be playing it again uh, probably Saturday night. So if you guys want to watch Saturday without, without butters, no, 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 no. While we're away, I'm gonna be playing the VOD. So it's just the whole playthrough. I'm going to start at around 8 p.m. on Saturday or maybe even earlier. But it'll, it'll be there. Uh, and you guys can watch the whole playthrough again. It's it's like 16 hours. So it'll be there from 8 to 8 in the morning if you guys want to watch it. Uh, such a good game. Uh, I recommend anybody that's a South Park fan that hasn't played this game, uh, by by all means, go out and get it. Uh, it's It's cheap. I'm definitely looking forward to... Uh, South Park fractured but whole, but I don't know if I'll pay full price for it. I waited three years for this game, and it was phenomenal. I would pay full price for the game, but when the game comes out, it all depends what else I'm playing, if I buy it or not. You understand what I'm saying? Like, right? I would get I would get South Park, the new South Park, pay sixty dollars for it. But if there's other games that are out that I'm playing, and I really don't need it right then, uh. And plus, I got good viewership with it. I got really good viewership with it. Um, so it's definitely a good game. Another game I've been playing, um, I played, uh, what's it called? I played it last night with Brainchild. We played uh, PUBG, right? And PUBG last night, we did winner, winner, chicken dinner, and now I'm hooked, right? I, I, I tried it out again last night to see if it worked. I, I switched some things on my internet or on the OBS setup. It, it looked like it fixed the problem that I had as far as, like, drop frames and such. So I could play the game. So here's the scene. Literally, you don't you don't see anything except for me winning, 
this is brain shooting, not me. This is brain, not me, uh, shooting the shooting the winning shot. Now, because it's a spectator mode, you can't actually see who he's shooting. It's a it's a it's a glitch in the game right now. So, but this is the uh, winning reaction right here. Now, there's a guy behind the tree that you can't see because we can't see down below the hill, but he can see him, and he's shooting him and he's shooting him. From, from my area, it doesn't even look like you're shooting at anybody. Right, and then nice. boom, there you go. right, nice. and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Excellent. Now Woo. we played. We played nice last man. night for like four hours together. Okay, for like four hours, and we got in three North American servers. We got first place. The next round, we got to the top two. We could have won it, but we fucked up. I fucked up, right? And we could we could have had it. Okay, so that would have been two winner winner chicken dinners back to back. We missed it by just a little bit. Okay, and then we got uh, fourth place. So we went one, two, and four on the North American servers. And then in the uh, Asian servers we switched to, we went six, eight, and ten. We, we got worse as we went on, but we still got all top ten finishes uh, together. It was a blast. I, I completely changed up my style of playing. I forced myself to be more aggressive. I, I said, you know what? I always play passive. I like get my stuff. I go hide in the building, and I'm like waiting, 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 waiting. And yesterday, when I waited, I died. But when I was aggressive, I pushed on people. I averaged about three to four kills every match. So I I personally did better that way. Um, it was much more satisfying. Like I was I I felt better going in and going. You know what? There's two guys in this house. Boom! Open the door. I just charge in. Blah blah blah. Don't care, right? I'm like, I'm going to do it because everyone's playing. Are they going to come in? Are they going to come in? And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are they? What do they have? What do they? I'm like, fuck it. I'm going in. And I just charge in with a shotgun or whatever, and I start hopping around and shooting people, and that's it. They're dead, right? And then I take their shit and heal because that's, that's the mentality now, right? If I kill them, I get their shit, okay? If I have nothing on me, okay, they kill me. They're getting absolutely nothing. Okay, so I'm going to go after them, kill them, and if I'm injured, I'm about to die, I'm hoping that they have a med pack and whatever else, and I'm just going to keep healing as I go, right? So playing aggressive is much more satisfying in this game than it is sitting back going... Hiding in a corner, waiting for the clock to run out? Right, right. So uh, very, very more strategic. Uh, it was a blast. It was a blast playing it. Uh, and once I got that winner, winner, chick, uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, I was like, that's it. We're playing this game a lot more. Like, I was hooked. I was hooked. Um, and what else have I been playing? I played South Park. I played PUBG. Uh, I didn't play much this week because of uh, well, it was a short week and we're leaving to go to New York. <clears throat> I, I didn't know what to play. I wanted to play Darkest Dungeon, but because I played South Park, I was like, you know what? It's too too similar to it. Uh, thanks, comic. I appreciate that. Uh, it was too similar. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from Darkest Dungeon because I just played four days of of, uh, of South Park. So <clears throat> that's where we're, we're leaving that. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the games that we've been playing. So I had a blast, though, uh, playing South Park. You got to play it, dude. You got to play it, bro. It's it's super funny. You would enjoy the shit out of it. You would enjoy the, the, the crap out of that. All right, so that's what we've been playing in the past week. Um, a couple stories I want to go over before we get into like the, the bigger stories that I want to talk about. Um, let me see. Let me bring up the first story. 
Actually, it's not really a story. It's it's more of a. Uh, I want to show the trailer for the launch cinematic trailer that there is for uh, Fortnite. So let me pause that for a second. We'll pop this up on the screen. I think I actually watched this one. Let me, is this the one where they find the woman and the girl in the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about this game. I really am excited about this game. I know. Now, good, now, I get it. Now, Listen, I think I, I like it might it. be a letdown. I games too. We're just living in a in a in a world of uh, uncertainty at the I, moment. It might all. be a letdown. It might be a letdown, but there's so much to do with it. It seems a lot of fun. Lots of leveling up, upgrading people, making weapons. I love these cinematics. I love the art style of this game. It's okay. We're gonna get you out of here. I would like to if this was a TV show. If this if they made this a Saturday morning cartoon or a Netflix movie or a show, I'd watch it. Looks like we're staying put. Right. Alright. You two stick with me. Yes, ma'am. Let's get to work. I really like how Epic Games is doing this style. Uh where they go from the and the story about this. I don't know if the, the gameplay's a little loud, guys. I'm sorry if it is. Um, it does have it does have the Overwatch feel to it. Yeah, a little like cartoony, right? So what's Fortnite about? Uh, Fortnite's about basically the world's been taken over by this uh, disease or whatever, and you're the last few people trying to find survivals in the world, and they're being taken over by these storms of uh, zombies, but they're called husks, and you're trying to save the world. Or maintain the world as is. You're trying to fight them off. So, this game though was supposed to be really like gritty. It was supposed to be like Gears of War style, like really dark, dark tones, browns and grays. And then Epic Games decided to scratch that and go completely colorful with the popping, popping colors and stuff. I think it's a smart decision by them. And they oh, went, they went for more cartoony. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a good decision because. If you, if you go with the same type of Gears of War, then you're just like, uh, it's just another Gears of War type game. Now, we've talked about it multiple times uh, on this channel because I, I am a fan of this and I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's four classes. There's a ninja class. Uh, overseer is a class. Constructor. And a soldier. I think I'm going to start off as a soldier. Okay. Let's head to the roof for evac. Eat, everyone can do everything, but each class is better at their abilities. Right? So the constructor can build stuff and upgrade things faster. Where everyone can upgrade and do stuff, it's just slower. Alright guys, who's up for pizza? Pre-order now and get a four day head start. It's, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be different. Uh, they're promoting the crap out of this game. No matter what website you go to, uh, what YouTube yeah, channel you go to. They are blitzing. They're blitzing, they are blitzing big blitzing. time, which I'm a little concerned, right? Because when you blitz this hard with something, sometimes the game isn't what it is. But now, there are people that have played the game and I've read through the forums and stuff, and they really seem like it's a really good game, right? I really can't take, <clears throat> I really can't take the word of people on YouTube yet. Because they all came out ahead of time saying that they're being paid, 
you know, they got an early copy. They're being sponsored by, you know, Epic Games. So some people can talk bad about it or good points and bad points, but you really can't get the right view unless they're giving their full review on it. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm in. Yep. I'm in, like I said, because as a streamer, I think I'm, I'm going to be streaming this when the beta comes out for Destiny 2, right? So I know it comes out the 18th and or 19th for PlayStation and then 2021st. This drops on the 21st. So I'm gonna play this on the 21st, 22nd. Yeah, but this is that's a beta, right? It doesn't come out till next year. Correct? No, no, it's a early access. Uh, it's an early uh, access, is what it is. The actual free to play. It's a free to play game. It's a free to play game. It comes out next year, the full release. But if you want to get in on it now, you pay for it, and you're paying for the the loot crates and the pinatas is what you're paying for, right? Which is the loot crates. Um, so you're not really paying for the game because the game's free. But when you play a free free to play game, there's loot crates to buy to get certain things in the game, right? So you can either grind your shit off or pay, you know, 40 bucks or whatever it is. So you get the standard, you can get the standard edition for $40. So, which is, I think is pretty good. So that's Fortnite. Uh, so we will be playing that on this channel. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, early access phase. Yeah, that's that's an emote waiting to happen. That's an early access phase waiting to happen. Anytime... You can guarantee when we become partnered, we're going to make, I'm going to take Sarge's, make that face again. Early access, Sarge. Early access. Well, there's, so there's a couple faces. What do you want? You want this one? I want the the early access face, right? Uh, we're going we're gonna to snapshot that. And anytime we talk about pre-ordering a game or early access, we're going to spam the shed of Sarge's face in the chat. That's what we're going to do. Um, next story I want to talk about. Let me see what we got on the, on the, on the docket here. Oh, so... A long, long time ago, in a galaxy right here on Earth, uh, which is home, me and Sarge were talking about a game when when it came out. When did when did Red Dead Redemption come out? 2000, 2000? The, the original one? 2011? Yeah, it's like six uh, years, seven years. Was it 10? 10 or 11? Someone do a fact check on that, please. Because, because I went... Cause it's I, when it I, came out. It's when it came out. Because I, I came up to see you the year you got married and you were playing Red Dead. That so that's 2010. 2010. So it was like 2009, 2010. Okay. So anyway, my, my point to this story is that we talked about when Red Dead Redemption came out, we said, man, when they did the online thing, I said, man, wouldn't it be great if they came out with an open world Wild West game, right? No, and now, obviously, you know they're going to be doing that with Red Dead when it comes out. But it was just waiting to happen. And that was 2010. Thank you very much, comic. May 18th, 2010. Here it is. Here's our vision, Sarge. We've been working on it for this long. It took us seven years. Oh, somebody, somebody. Seven years. A, an and MMO Wild West. Here it is. It's called Wild West Online. Okay, and the guy talks about it here. Well, it, it doesn't sound world, it doesn't sound very exciting as of yet, right? You would. And they're not just fun. Also so we'll we'll lower the volume just a little bit. Uh, in a clothing store, you can. But you're a guy in the Wild West. Right, and you can take bounties and go out and kill these people. Uh, and the more things that you kill in the world, the more bounties can you get put on your head. Right, so you go around killing other players and NPCs, and that's about all it is right now. Right, you can do bank robberies and stuff like that. But look how beautiful this game looks. Like if I told you this was Red Dead Redemption Two online, you'd be like, "Wow, it looks great." You know what I mean? So this is a game that's just coming out. It's an early access, Sarge. 
It's an early access uh, alpha. Uh, you can sign up for it. You can sign up for this game. I'll, I'll put a link in the chat. It looks good. It looks good. Listen, MMOs, MMOs, very, very difficult. In this case, to get people to play anymore, right? Especially get you to stick around and play for a long time. There's always going to be a certain population or demographic that's going to like the genre of the Wild West, right? Okay. Without a doubt, there's a certain group of people that'll play it. But the fact remains is, an MMO. Not talking about WoW now. An MMO only has a certain life cycle to it, and if you don't have a large enough population base, especially if it's a free-to-play game, right? That you don't have the revenue for the in-game currency to spawn DLC to keep people around, right? Right. Like it's everybody likes the Wild West so or play it for a little while, but like, what's the real reason here? you stay in it? Grab like, you gotta have guys. the meat on the bone All right. to so make me stay in it. Like, what kind of skill sets are there? Right. Like, and what do I use the skill sets for? And will I be able to have a profession? And does that profession provide me with either weapons or armor? Or more skill sets because of it. So, like, bandits, if it's a shallow a MMO, cabin. Now, rest cabin, you'll play it. Um, Everyone will play it in like the Wild West thing. But at the same time, the meat on the bone is basically Red Dead Redemption, right? I'm going to have the story. I'm going to have the online multiplayer. And I'm in the Wild West. You also can and I wish them well. I might try it. The map will show well, right. not, all the places MMOs are very, very, very difficult go, nowadays pop on over there. because the community so is split up to from Stone Creek. a lot. So this I mean, there's right people when, when a game came out Old and everybody was into it, bang, everyone played it because there was no other games around. Right. Well, you have you have a lot of choices now. There is a serious amount of choices between MOBAs, MMOs, long play stories, co-op multiplayers. Like, out ahead the, the community, the population base is divided. So I'm not sure what they're the actually looking to get or if they're trying to get noticed. That in I will definitely try it. I mean, it's a Wild this West a MMO. There hasn't the been one, so I'm going to try it. Completely different well, kind of like you can sign up for this game. Let me let me bring it up. Let me bring up the, uh, the actual link here. Let me see. Where is this link? Wild West Online. Uh, no, no, no. Come on now. Me. I mean, someone has to be a sheriff. You can't just have everyone just running around shooting people, right? There's got to be lawmen, right? I, I heard something about there being cops. Right. Sheriffs. So, so basically, okay, so here's the website you guys can sign up for. There you go. That's the uh, the Play Wild West Online. Um, you can basically, if you steal stuff, it's sort of like Skyrim or Fallout. When you steal stuff that's not yours, you get a reputation, and if you get caught, you get you get a bounty on you, and then other players can take those bounty. You can go up to the board and take you, and then find you and kill you, which I like because it reminds me, if you remember, uh, Star Wars Galaxies, where you can get bounties on other people's heads and yeah. go around and, and and fight, and that kind of made it a, a kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Which was nice, and then you saw the the bounty hunters go after the Jedi and and yep. such like that. So it was very cool. So, I signed up for this. Make sure you guys sign up. I think it's a, I think it's a fun. I think it'll be a fun game. Uh, it all depends on what they do. Like, for instance, you have to in, the, in a world like this, especially the Wild West, right? Especially the Wild West. I think they should put it as some sort of um, the game I play, Boundless. Okay, they should put some sort of system in here 
where once you get money, okay, you can go buy a plot of land, okay? Meaning you go buy whatever town it's nearby. You can go to a, a, a guy to give you a plot, a land, a plot, okay? And you can go anywhere, anywhere you want, anywhere you want, get money and buy a piece of land. And the, a, a square right. piece of land would be 10 by 10, 20 by 20, whatever it is, right? And then you would have to start building your house on that property and then you can start making other towns, right? You could charge rent for people to come in. You could put a bar or a brothel or whatever that you want in, in your small area. And then that would make people come to your spot. Okay. Now here's another thing because you have to do it this way. Okay. There can only be a certain amount of bars. Okay. Within a square radius of each other. Otherwise everyone would just open a fucking bar. Right. And then everyone has a bar and then no one's going in everyone's bar. Right. But so, that's but that's but that's why it makes it interesting because it's actually a microcosm of real economics. Right. And if it's if you're building stuff from scratch and and I and I I will go always back to this game to teach economics about it is Galaxies had its own economy made by players. Right. So if they do that in the Wild West game, it would actually be a lot more interesting because you would need the skill sets in order to do the ironworks, in order to build the thing, you know, like make the guns. Or make the saddles for the horses, otherwise you can't ride the horse. Like, right, you, right. You have to make your own stuff instead of it just being everyone just does whatever. Right. I want to make it clear: the brothel and bars and building and plotted plots of land are not in the game right now. They might not ever be in the game. I'm literally saying what the game should have, okay? Because when I put stuff out in the universe, sometimes it happens, like the Wild West Online game seven years later, eight years later. Uh, so. They should make stuff like this because, like you just said, you know, you make a bar, you buy drinks in that bar. That bar, said bar, uh, can give buffs to you. Now, here's a here's a cool thing that could happen, right? As the bartender, right, you go out in the world, okay? Now, you could put an NPC behind your bar, okay? But your bartender only serves drinks based on the skill level and the rank that you are, right? So when you go out in the world and you find different ingredients, okay, you then learn different drink combinations, right? And you can bring those back to your bar, and those things, okay, give you different benefits, okay? And then it's a completely different game for bar owners, right? Because if you're a bar owner, you don't want to go out and kill things. You want to go out and scavenge things and find recipes so you can or bring pay, it back. Or, 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 people to do, or pay people to do it or for you. Or pay people to get five ingredients for you, and then you pay for them, right? Guy comes to your bar and says, hey... I got some, uh, you know, I, I, I got some uh, coffee beans or whatever, right? And the guy's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll take the coffee beans because coffee beans give you a 10% buff for I, whatever against Agility. buff. Whatever, okay? Whatever. Now, now what happens is, okay, the person that owns the bar is doing completely different things, okay, for his thing because he owns a bar and he wants to become better and become the best bar manager or whatever so he's like a doctor you know what i mean like he's giving buffs and then the medic in the in the town okay so if a town gets established you can get a bar you can get a, a, a hospital you can get a jail and you get people to employ like you start these things you're you're that character and then you have your own kind of missions to do to push you better to become like Maybe if you're maybe if you own a, excuse me, maybe if you own a jail, Sarge, right? The more people you put away, okay, right? Or ask people, well, if you're gonna if you catch that if you catch that criminal, bring him here, right? Because when you bring him here, this place gets experience, right? 
So the person that owns the jail gets experience, and then he can be like a better jail, more of a high security jail. So if you have a high end criminal, right, right. it's you harder. Right. right or 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 the or the guys that hunt for the guys if they find them and actually bring them in then they get they get the bonuses and level up that they can find them easier right and so if right just like the guys who are outlaws if they stay away long enough they keep getting high enough level to out to not right. be found right every time they they escape right they they go up and higher and it's harder to catch them right. right no nobody nobody talks about them when they go out to town right because if people talk about them, they end up dead. Right. So it's like one of these things where no one knows where this guy is. So you have to find him yourself. Right. Like there's all kinds of that, you can that, go off the tangent, you're be, off the rails with uh, how much stuff you can do for Wild West. I'm telling you, any company out there that wants to hire us for ideas, okay? These are free. You can use these, right? Any ideas that you want, I have I have a shit ton of them. I would love to be a analyst or a uh, what, what what do they call that? A uh, a consultant. I would love to be a consultant for a company that has ideas for games and just give them these ideas and they can execute them because I have so many ideas. Obviously when you're in the wild west, right? You shouldn't be able to know how to ride a horse right away. So when you get on a horse, right? That horse should be like stuttering or swaying back and forth. And the longer you ride the horse, the better you become with the horse, right? And then you become right. a master horseman, uh, Anything you do in the game, or, everything or in the or you're a horse breeder, breeds up faster horses, right? Stronger horses that can right. pull stage coaches, right? All kind. There's which, so many things. Which, if you open up a stable, you would have to go find wild horses and and tame, them. and tame them and bring them back and then sell them, right? It's not just I have horses here. Right. You buy horses. No. Right. So you you choose a path. You choose a tree branch to go into. And then you start making these little towns, right? And then if you have a bar and you have a prison and you have a brothel and you have a casino, right? Like you can get investors, right? And then there's multiple owners of that casino. But but you but you understand why the you, man, doesn't I've, work because right. it's it it gets bigger than it, they actually know what to do with it because when it reaches that point, then it's it's the, the game the, itself is alive. Right, the community the is game, alive. The right, the game itself becomes alive. It's not even them anymore. It's, it's the game running itself. It's almost like Second Life when people did open the casinos and did open these things. The game, Linden Labs, is just there, right? But the the community, the the fans of the game, made it to ran what it, it was and ran right. it. And I think that's what these games are missing. And with a Wild West game, it just makes sense, right? It's the Wild West. You know what I mean? So, and then if you make communities, gotta have miners. Gotta have right. guys who can do right, right. If you don't get a railroad in your town, then you don't. The town can't grow as big. Two towns have to talk to each other and be like, "Well, I'd like to expand the the railroad from one end to the other." You'd have to you'd have to pay people to send messages to each of the mayors because there's no right. there's no telephone, there's no emails right. You have, right. You'd have, to be, yes. have to be writers. Yep, postman. I'm the mayor of this town yep. to go over to there and ask him what he wants yes. us to do. Yes, so. Hey, uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with, uh, I don't even know what, what, what's the name of this company. Let me see. Let me scroll all the way down to the bottom. Uh, 2000 WW, WWO Partners Limited uh, at 1612 Games. Uh, if anybody wants to write them on behalf of us, uh, we'll work for them. Just send us a contract. We'll sign it. We'll give you some ideas. Again, or you can watch episode 95 and just take them all, right? Because these are ingenious ideas for your game. Uh, all right, so... Going into a, just a, a thing I just wanted to briefly go over. We went into another 20-minute conversation. Okay, so next story I want to talk about is No Man's Sky. Okay, now I know what you're thinking. Everyone's like, are you fucking kidding me? No Man's Sky. Well, No Man's Sky has – I'm not even going to bring this up. Sarge doesn't even have a face for this. He's just leaving. Um, 
No Man's Sky has been doing this thing called the Titan Project. Okay, Titan Project started about I think two, maybe three months ago, where Hello Hello Games sent out tapes, literally cassette tapes to people and audio files to other people, and not the same person got the same audio tape. Not one, right? They all got different files and different things. Okay, so. These people have been listening to these these tapes and listening to all these uh, codes and people have been breaking down stuff and they've been working together and the whole community that's there for No Man's Sky um, has been piecing this together. Now, they're saying that uh, No Man's Sky next month is coming out with a big update in August. Now, some people are saying that this could be like No, no Man's Sky reboot. I know it only came out last year, but what people are speculating uh, based on this is that they're releasing all this stuff. They're decoding the clues, right? There's there's hidden cassette tapes. There's strings being attached to everything, and it allows the fans to solve this this puzzle, this clue of the walking titan, okay? And now there's several documents teasing developments uh, within No Man's Sky's universe uh, that basically are saying that they're going to reboot this game and come out like they were supposed to when they were... Like, Hello Games didn't want to release when it released. We all know that, just the way it, it went down, right? Like, Sony was like, you got to do it. This is it. We're, we're launching. It's been too long. You're launching. And and Sean Murray was like, uh, uh, and he had to, right? And and he got shit on for it. He got death threats, and which is just ridiculous. It's a video game. Uh, and they worked on it. And they did really good updates after the fact, right? Well, now they're thinking that they're coming out and making this game exactly what it's supposed to be. And if they do, bravo to them, right? Bravo to them. Yeah, but then you have to then you have to hang Sony by the neck. Well, for making the force them to release something that's not finished. I think I think that's smart of them though to do it. If it comes out and they make No Man's Sky like what it was when they showed it to us and what they promised back in the day, if they make that now a year later, then you know it's not Hello Games' fault. You know it's Sony's fault, right? I mean, that's just it. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll, we'll keep track of it as it, as it goes. I still put it in every once in a while and play because I like the updates they put into it. Uh, but the game is missing, just like State of Decay back in the day is missing multiplayer. I want to play with co-op. I want to play with somebody else. I want to explore the world, get into mischief with the world creatures, and battle with things with somebody else. A game is always better. An open world game is always better with somebody else, right? So that's what we're looking forward to. Um, so yeah, No Man's Sky. Keep a, keep an eye on it. Uh, August is supposed to be a major major update, and it could be it, it could be uh, the actual game of what we've I, been looking I, I for. Still, I still think that once they've lost the community confidence, though, that's that's the part that hurts the most. Is because people don't don't forget that quickly, especially with a video game. Right. Right. All right. So the next. The next uh, story I want to talk about is we can play this in the background while we're while we're showing this. No, that's a commercial. We won't show that right now. That's Planet of the Apes. Overwatch. Overwatch. So there is an update out for Overwatch, but it's not the Overwatch update that everyone's expecting. It doesn't have Doomfist in it, right? So they're just it's it's an update. Uh, this is from uh, I believe this is from Gamespot, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Gamespot. Uh, Matt Peggett is the person that's doing the story. We're not going to actually play the audio. We're just going to have Overwatch playing in the background there as we talk about this. 
So Overwatch has a competitive league that we talked about last year. Well, now they've announced the first seven teams uh, in. We have Boston, New York, L.A., Miami, Orlando is one. Uh, you got Shanghai and you got uh, Seoul, I think it's called. I think it's another Asian. Um, Talk about Seoul? Is it Seoul? I think I, I'll have to look up the article in a second because I can't look up at the page while the video is playing. So, but here's here's the big the big news, right? We have huge owners. This is not just like some mom and pop shop starting a, a competitive league for Overwatch. We're talking we're talking big big names in sports taking over. I'm not talking about like like Shaquille O'Neal has owns a team. Okay, I'm talking like the actual owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, okay, has purchased a Overwatch team for Boston. Okay? Now, Remember that story we talked about with $20 million and we did the calculations and you're like, who the fuck is paying, you know, whatever for that? Robert Kraft is. Okay, Robert Kraft is 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 buying a team. So we have the chairman and CEO of the Kraft Group of the New England Patriots. Boston's got a team. We have Jeff Wilpon, okay, who's the co-founder, okay, and partner of Sterling VC and COO of my favorite baseball team, the New York Mets. Whew, go Mets. It's, it's been a rough, it's been a rough life for me being a Mets fan. But we have an Overwatch team, right? New York has an Overwatch team and the and and the owner of 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 the COO of the Mets is owning it, okay? Then we have Noah Winston, who's the CEO of Immortals, which is the Los Angeles branch now, so that's Boston, New York and Los Angeles. We have Ben Spoont, uh CEO and co-founder of Misfits Gaming, okay? So Miami and Orlando came together, so Florida has like one team, okay? So I don't know who to vote for now. Do I do I root for the guy who is the the owner of the New York Mets or do I root for the the Misfits Gaming for for Miami and Orlando, right? And then we have Andy Miller, chairman and founder of NRG Esports, okay, is uh, San Francisco's team. We have NetEasy for Shanghai and we have Kevin Chow, co-founder of Kabam from is it is that how you say uh, Seoul? It's S E is, is it well, S-E-O-U-L, Seoul? Seoul? Okay, so the E is silent then. Okay, so Seoul. So now you have Boston, New York, Los Angeles, Miami, Orlando, San Francisco, Shanghai, and Seoul. That's the first seven teams. Now, what, they say in, what they're saying is that Overwatch is going to be a forever sport. It's going to be just like Major League Baseball. It's going to be just like NFL. That, that's a bold statement. Okay, what they're saying is basically once they start this league up, Okay, it's only got seven teams now. They're going to announce other teams as they go, but they're going to get as many teams as 30 to 32 teams like MLB, like NFL, and this is going to be a gigantic... I'm excited. I like watching Overwatch competitively. Well, listen, if they're if they're spending that much money and getting those kind of backers in it, then they expect the numbers to be there. Oh, yeah. So they don't they don't jump into a pool like this unless they've done their research. Right. So the announcement of the seven teams today, this is uh, from the article. It says it just starts. Uh, Nazer says more will be announced in due time. But comparison, the NFL has 32 teams and Major League Baseball has 30. The version of Overwatch played on Overwatch League matches is mostly the same as the public version. However, Overwatch League will hold back new heroes, maps, and balance changes until they're properly tested. So when we get the updates, they're not getting the updates. So they might be playing an older version of the game until everything's figured out, and then they'll release it to the to them, right? 
the minimum base salary of Overwatch League players, though, this figure was not disclosed, so we don't know what they're making. But if we're talking about potentially, I would assume that if you're an Overwatch player, you're making you're making a year's salary. I would say you're making anywhere between thirty and sixty thousand dollars, guaranteed. That's not including prize money, right? That's not including the prize money, and who knows if you make it to like the Super Bowl of Overwatch, right? What you get paid for. Um, Blizzard will support Overwatch League teams with support and benefits, though there's no plans for players' union. However, uh, Blizzard would would be open to having a discussion about the players uh, if they want one. So they might even open a union for the players. Okay. Uh, yeah, 60, 60K plus sponsors. I mean, that that I think that would be fair, I mean, to, to say. Um, Blizzard will announce details on Overwatch League prize pools later on. Uh, Overwatch League pool will be meaningful, they say, and they say uh, reports the franchise fees of twenty million for Overwatch League, uh, but they declined to share the specifics on this. So, you're totally going for the union lead, the leader. Go do it, Tally. I mean, th this is what's beautiful about we're just talking about a Wild West open world online game, right? Well, all of this esports stuff, all this Twitch stuff. This Overwatch League, this is the Wild West right now, right? Yes, like, absolutely. I don't care if you're 18 years old, okay? I don't know how old. I think you have to be 18, maybe 16 to be in the league, okay? I don't care if you're 16 years old. I don't care if you're 49 years old, right? If you like something and you you love this game and you think that you're, you're at the top of your game and you can compete with the best, try for it. Why not, right? I mean, who's to say, like... Fuck those people that think that oh this is not a this is not a sport. That's what they said about baseball and football back in the day when they just threw a pigskin in an open field, right? And then they all all of a sudden started cracking heads open, and then they started giving helmets, and then the people started watching it, and then they started charging it, and then it became a fucking phenomenon, right? So these people that are naive and think that because I'm physically not running around a map or on a field or swinging a baseball bat that it's not a sport is beyond me considering darts, bowling, billiards, badminton are all sports and you can hold a beer in your hand while you play the goddamn things. Do you know what I'm saying? Like bowling is a great, just a pub sport basically, but competitive bowlers are fucking amazing, right? I can go to the darts and just throw darts if I want, but competitive darts it's fucking amazing. These guys hit bullseyes every single time. They're at the top of their game. So what's the difference? In my eyes, there's no difference if you're playing a video game and making money, if you're digging a ditch making money, if you're if you're laying tile and making money, if you're if, a job's a job, and it just so happens that this is a job that wasn't around years ago and, and it, now it is. And now it is, right? So if a coal worker doesn't have any work and he wants to go play competitive uh, Overwatch, by all means, there you go, right? You don't have to dig a ditch anymore. You can make 60, 60 grand plus sponsorships, allegedly, uh, playing a video game. And I think it's awesome. I think uh, I'm a fan. I'm definitely going to watch it if, it, if it's live, because I, I find more interest in this, because I have interest and I know what the hell's going on in the game. Just like baseball, where I can give you stats and strikes and balls and walks, and I know what that person's average is, and I like watching them play, even though baseball's a really bad sport like to watch. But statistically, though, it's, a, it's awesome. That's what Overwatch is, man. It's all about statistics and it's all about win percentage and look when is this person popping his uh, his super and how this team works together. It's very high high tense situations. It's great to watch. So, yeah, I I think it's gonna be awesome and I'm actually excited that we actually have a team. I want to know 
if they're going to hold local events or if it's just going to be online. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, like, everyone's flying in. You know what I mean? And there was, like, a tournament in Orlando or... Uh, or they could just play online from, from wherever or, or they wherever are. they are, right. You know what I mean? I mean, for $20 million, you would think they're traveling places, right? I would, I would assume because they want to fill up venues. And I would assume that if you're if you're playing, I would assume that this is how it goes. It would be like a 14-week uh, season right off the bat, okay? And they would play two times each in each of the cities, okay? And everyone would get flown, and you would win that division. Then you would win, you know what I mean? Like, you would get wins and losses while you're there, and then it, you would transfer to a different city, wins and losses there, and they put your total score up for throughout the throughout the weeks, and then they have the... The Super Bowl somewhere, you know what I mean? Probably like Vegas or, you know, wherever. So I, I think it'd be pretty cool. It's around sixty dollars uh, for three days attendance to watch. Really nice. I mean, I would love to. I would love to go watch that. Like I said, when I used to film, when I used to film uh, uh, esports back in the day, it's exciting, man. It's it really is exciting when you're there and all of a sudden someone makes a great play and you just hear the crowd like yeah, and you're like. What just happened? And if you don't know anything about video games, you're like, I don't know what just happened, but it was awesome. You get goosebumps on your on your arms, right? And then you start watching, and then you start asking questions to the guy next to you, going, "What just happened?" Well, watch, watch, watch the Asian markets when they have those right. live events. Watch what happens when those kids watch. It's it's that's a, what it's like. Everyone's watching the game because they all play the game. They all know what's going on, right? And it's uh, video games are so easy. I know it looks like it's a, it's intimidating, but it's so easy to watch a game and go, "I don't know what's happening." And then all of a sudden you start seeing it, and if you're watching it live with somebody, they can explain it to you real easy. Or if you're watching on on Twitch on a channel, you can l know it real easy. Or you just take the time, and just watch what's happening. You're like, oh, I see, they're taking over that point. Oh, I see, they're all pushing, into and you can start piecing together. And that's what makes Overwatch such a fun game to watch because it's easy to pick up to play, it's easy to pick up to watch, and you actually understand what's going on. So then you have your your favorites, you know. You'll have your, your player that's playing the game, your favorites, and then you have your player that maybe mains like Roadhog or Soldier or Widowmaker. You know what I mean? So it'll be pretty fun to watch. But I, but I almost see it almost kind of like uh, the Running Man type of thing. Like they're going to make announcements for the characters right. in the game, and it's almost kind of right. like you're watching Running Man. Right. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like, oh, it's Kenji. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Like everyone's freaking out because it's Kenji. Like he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be benched. They were supposed to pick him out last right. time and just sit him on the bench. Well, they brought him back. They used their freak favor to bring him back in. Well, it's gonna be. It, can you imagine? Can you imagine Tally? Tally's a professional esports Overwatch player, right? She's on Team Australia. We'll call them the Kangaroos or the Deadly Koalas. Okay, the Deadly Koalas. She's the lead on that, right? And she and she does Widowmaker. Okay, she comes on on stage and they're like, uh, and, and the leader. Of the killer koalas is Telexia. She comes out, fireworks are shooting things. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing, right? That would be amazing because because it, it would it would start being like you're watching like Shaquille O'Neal or Kobe Bryant or or whoever that that star is for that team to come out and step up because when you watch them, they make plays, they make they make things happen. That visual confirmation tally that I just gave you, you're welcome. Now you can just fantasize about that. Uh, the next the next story I want to talk about, yeah. So that's. Phenomenal. I, I, I'm, ex I'm very excited about the Overwatch League. Um, let me see. VR, VR comes out and decides the main Genji for the game. Stadium loses their shit. I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's lost her mind. She's lost her mind. All right, so the next clip I'm showing you is Virtual Reality Mario Kart 
Okay, virtual reality Mario Kart. This is pretty cool. Um, I don't know how this would work. I don't know if you get motion sickness in it, but like you, you're the driver of the of the vehicle as you're playing Mario Kart. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just first person view, but you know what I you know what I do, I've noticed about all VR footage. All VR footage has a slight, slight tilt to it to the left, right? Is because people are wearing the headset and they're kind of like this, right? So the capture is always a little bit crooked. Now that I've told you that, anytime you watch VR, you'll notice it, right? I mean, let's watch it again. Watch it again after I just said what, you're, what I just said. And let's watch the same thing again and you'll see what I mean. You see it? It's just a little, little tilted. I don't know why. Maybe the left side of the headset weighs more than the than the right. I, I don't know. Could be. Could just feel people have weaker necks on the left side of their head. I don't know. But yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. All right. So that's VR Mario Kart. Would you play it, or do you think you get sick? I don't know. I, listen, I, I I try anything. I try anything at once. I mean, it, it looks interesting, but it looks like you're right. Your face is like right on the track. It's right. not like you're sitting back and see the front wheels of the car. You're right. like, you're like your face is leaning over the top of the car. Like you're out there. You're welcome, Santos. You're welcome. I'm telling you, every time you watch someone play VR and they show captured footage, you'll always see their head tilted a little bit to the left. It's very slight. Don't know why, but I have to. My misery of that. I have to share that, so fuck everyone else over. And there you've been. You've been song-fucked. Uh, you've been song-fucked by virtual reality tilted to the head. Right, right. When I was playing PUBG, I was trying to look around the corner, and physically, on stream, I was doing this. Like, I was leaning. Like, I need VR for PUBG, because I, want, I wanted to do this to look around the corner instead of just moving the mouse. <laughs> Because I felt like I was in it, right? I was in it. Especially in first person, I was like, come, come, how come I can't see? Oh, wait, I got to move the mouse. So, yeah, I, I get into it. At least I'm not one of those people that sticks their tongue out, Tally. When you play, you're like, you know what I mean? So, uh, since it's two eyes, maybe it's the left one only. Maybe. But why would it still be tilted? Why would it be tilted? All right, so the next story I want to talk about, I think like, we're right on time. We're doing good. Okay, I want to talk about the Twitch app, right? And you might not know much about the Twitch app. Does somebody have the screenshot of the uh, the Twitch app they were talking? I think I did it. I think I reposted it down the line. Let me see if I did it or not. Mm, I don't see it yeah if someone can if someone can put a link uh for the not not the twitch not the twitch app uh the the twitch app for the phone the mobile device your pick yeah yeah the collage the collage let me see I think I there it is. I found it, Tally. I got it. I got it. All right. So, 
I don't know if I can zoom in. Can I zoom into this more? No. Uh, okay. There we go. So as you can see, I don't know. Can I move it to the side now? No. Okay. So as you can see, the Twitch app, what's happening right now is people are getting a lot of follows. Now, the stuff I'm saying here, for those people that did follow because you found me through the Twitch app or whatever, I appreciate it. But for the most part, I'm leaning to the side of I don't agree with this because and we'll go into it. Right. So so basically um, and a little bit Lono and um, and and uh, oh, God, I forget. Uh, except, uh, uh, fuck, Cody, Cody, uh, excessive per, for profanity, uh, excessive, excessive profanity uh, was talking about on the, on his podcast this morning. Uh, and I, I 100 percent agreed. And I didn't know the word until they said it. And it's about opting out instead of opting in, right? And so the new app, when you're new to the, to the actual Twitch, you open it up. And I, I know you read about this a little bit, Sarge, but I'm going to go into a little bit more detail. So when you open it up, I didn't get to do this. Like, I didn't have a choice on my app. Like, I just, it is what it is because I think I was already following a certain amount of people. So I wasn't new. So I didn't get to do this, right? So once you open the app, it says... Connect with great streamers. Following cool streamers is key to having fun on Twitch. When you find someone you like, tap the heart to follow. Now you have the power. Let's try it out. Okay. And it says, what are you into? And then boom, it shows basically, I would assume, the board of what's popular right now on Twitch. Right? So you would it would open up and then you would just scroll through the browser. The difference between this browser on the phone and the browser when you first open it, it doesn't show you any numbers of how many people are watching or anything like that, but that's the order that is happening right now on Twitch, right? So if you go to browse games, this is the order that's in, and you would click on one. So like Legend of Heroes, Hero Stone, Grand Theft Auto, whatever is up at the top, and that's how it is, right? So you would scroll down and go, oh, I like Overwatch. I like uh, you know talk shows. I like um, Dota 2, right? Then boom, it opens it up and it says, next, what are you into? It says, we have tons of games, show the activities, watch, start picking three or more. So based on your choices, you pick, you pick those things and it says, okay, we've matched you with these streamers. Now it takes random streamers that are live, now live, live, and also vodcast live, as long as you're live in the channel, okay, it'll take people and then throw them up on the board. Now, on this particular last slide over here, I know you guys really can't see it. If I if I go a little bit bigger, maybe you guys can see what it is. It says, we've matched you with these streamers, right? And it so happens that they picked, uh, you know, it looks like uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, or popular King of the Hill player. So Classy Pax uh, is a role player, but he also plays a lot of King of the Hill, right? So because he plays a lot of that, they put him near the top of the list, right? The next person down the list, uh, Binding of Isaac, right? So that was uh, a popular in that in that category. And it tells you how many follows they have, and you can preview them, okay? Well, the preview of it is that it automatically follows these people. And you could literally, so I could auto-follow, and you hit done. If you don't dig them, you can just tap the heart and unfollow at any time. Now, here, that's the wording right there. You can tap the heart to unfollow at any time, right? They've automatically followed you, okay? 
which brings into my channel, which I had the best, right? I had the best uh, follows that I've had in over a year. Right? I, I had 365 follows over three days. It was awesome. It was amazing. Personally, when it was happening, I was like, oh, what's happening? And it was like, I was I was feeling good about myself, right? I was like, wow, this is working. People are people are finding me, and it's so awesome. Well, I use Ankbot, okay, and this is where it comes from. And I'm still, I like the way they're doing it. They're just doing it wrong, okay. So I go into Ankbot, and I can tell when people follow me, how long they've stayed for, and when the last time they checked in, okay. And over the weekend. I waited for everyone to, you know, follow and check, and I, I, I waited. I waited Thursday now. I checked this morning, and I looked at the people that followed me. 365 people followed me. Out of the 365 people, I think 15 stayed longer than just the follow, okay? Okay? 15 of those people out of the, I think 10 of the 15 people watch longer. So I gained 10 viewers out of 365, which is fantastic. They, they stayed longer than an hour. Okay. Out of the 365. Now the other 350 that came in automatically followed and have never come back, right? Have never come back yet. Now, potentially they can obviously. All right. But on a bigger scale here, if I was a person that some people are reporting they're getting like 900 followers or 1,000 followers a day, okay, for the streamer itself, okay, you're getting these growth numbers. And these growth numbers are fantastic. They make the streamer feel fantastic. It's like an endorphin into your brain, okay? And you're like, oh, my God, I'm doing something and people people like me and whatever, you know what it is? But it's all, it's all fake. It's almost, but it's not. I don't want to call it view botting. Okay, because it's not viewbotting, right? Because they're not even viewing you. They're just literally automatically following you. So your viewership is not going up. It's just your follow counts going up. So basically what's happening there is it's kind of de demeaning. And, and Cody said it today on, on their show. Um, he said that he's been working four years on Twitch. And he's worked his ass off from... When he watched somebody when they had 100,000 followers and he had 1,000 followers at that time and now it's four years later and he has 90,000 followers or 95,000 followers and over the last weekend he got another like 3,000 follows of fake follows is what he said because they're not they're not there. Uh, he says it, it kind of hurts him because he, every person that's hit that follow button for him, he's gotten because they either liked him for his name or the entertainment that he did or the games that he played and they weren't forced on him, right? They opted in. They didn't opt out, right? Right, so like these people are being forced into your stream and then they have to unfollow you. Well, in that kind of mean, like why? Why did Twitch go with the opt out method instead of the opt in method? Why couldn't they just show you this at, with the same thing? Instead of filling in the heart, leaving the heart unfilled, and saying these are the people and people have to read the bios and stuff and, the, and and go through. Like to me, what's the difference if I don't know anything about Twitch, I come in, I hit browse, and I see a bunch of games. And I'm like, hey, I like Grand Theft Auto. I click on Grand Theft Auto and now there's just a list of streamers, right? List of streamers all in Grand Theft Auto. Am I going to scroll down to the bottom 
I would say 90% of the time, the people that come in are not gonna scroll past one scroll of the thumb, right? Because they just don't know what's going on. So the first thing they're gonna do, okay? Like if I open my, if I open my browser right now, and I open up the Twitch app right now, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, six streamers that are live, okay? Now, if this is one directory, am I gonna go lower than that? No, I'm probably gonna pick one of the top six people that I see on my phone, click on them, and then I'm gonna sit there for a bit and watch them. It's time consuming, right? Because you really can't get a feel for somebody within seconds, okay? I mean, you can, but you really can't, right? You might like Dr. Disrespect, you might like King Cathal, you might like Lono, you might like Broman, but you won't know that right away, right? You, you get in there and the chat's doing this and people are joking and you, you just don't know what's going on. What's the difference between that and me going onto this thing and then now it's sorted out a bunch of different streamers for me? It's the same exact thing. Now I have to scroll to see which ones I want to watch, but no, they're automatically following all these streamers and now I have to opt out. So now I have to watch them to see if I like them or I just hit the the button. Well, I would assume that the majority of people are not going to hit the unfollow button, right? They'll just kind of leave them there until like months down the road. Now that kind of hurts the streamer because streamers that are trying to go for partnership are trying to get concurrent viewers and stuff like that. But people that want sponsorships, the sponsors look at follows, right? Just like Twitter, just like Twitch. They look at you and say, Hey, this person's got a hundred thousand follows. So let's, Let's see if this person wants to do a deal, right? No one's coming to 30 and still gaming, okay, with my 2,100 follows, okay, and going, hey, want to do an endorsement deal? No one's doing that, right? But if my numbers get skewed, like follow bots, right, it would skew. And let's say five months from now, I have 70,000 follows, but really I only have 5,000 follows, right? Now sponsors are going to come to me, and now I'm getting money, right? And then... I kind of think the back end, and I think you think the same way, Sarge. So I'll let you speak a little bit about what do you feel about the opt-out, opt-in option? This this reminds me, and I'm sure maybe Inky might know this, and maybe Talia as well. This reminds me of the Columbia House CD thing, right? Oh, once you say right, once you say you like a CD, they would just send you the CD, and you had to tell them no. And if you didn't right. tell you them no, you had to opt out. You had to opt out. That you had to opt out, otherwise they would just charge you for the CD. And and most so, people most people would forget to, to be like and, and forget that it's even there because you only could mail it. Getting two or three, and right. then you're like, you see your credit card statement, like, what are these charges on my card? And so this is almost exactly like that, but now internet version of it. Now I don't know if Twitch is making money based on follow numbers, based on people, but the only way I can actually confirm that that's an actual reason is why would they do it? Right. What benefit does it to actually add follow bots after you spent all this time trying to stop follow bots? Well, so you know, you have one guy now who goes online, never knows anything well, about Twitch. Hold on a second. Pick, pick something. And then they make him follow a hundred guys because he likes the topics that they're talking about. Well, I just want to make clear. It's not a follow bot, right? Yeah, I done a follow up because the same well, no, because follow well, well, follow well. This is a, this is a follow bot. The other one was a view bot. A view bot's different than a follow bot, right? If it's if, a person that's not actually following you, but he's following you. Correct. Well, technically, he is following me, and he can come back and check anytime he wants, but he probably won't, right? Because won't. because he just followed fifty other people, right? And now there's a fifty other streamers that he followed at the exact same time. Because when he clicked, he clicked this, this, and this, See, and everyone was followed. 
right. it seems shady. On some, I listen. I don't know what their back end deal is, or what they have going on with sponsors, or what they have going on with advertisers, but it seems shady. There's there was there's no reason to do that. So it seems shady. I I I see where you're going with it. As far as maybe Twitch, I don't think Twitch is making money off follows, right? No, because if I have, all right, it's not about follows. follows. About statistical data right statistically other people right well statistically they can't really they can't really say like hey coca-cola you want to sponsor us because we have this 30 and still gaming has seventy five thousand follows they don't do that right what they do is as a whole on twitch they go we have 22 million users on this platform okay and these people are the top in twitch and this person's got 1.6 million followers and this is his concurrent viewers of thirty thousand. I think they do that, but as follows, it's not really going to be like, hey, Thurry's got 75,000 followers. You want to sponsor him? I don't think it has that, but what I do think Twitch is doing, I think Twitch is doing this where it's the numbers game, right? It's the numbers game. So if they get a million people to get this app and follow all the people they want, right? A potentially, percentage-wise, 1% of a million people Okay, those people will f go in to a community they never were in before and watch that person. And then even a smaller part of that percentage, a 1% of the 1% will either tip, buy bits, donate, or or sub, right? And that money, well, not, not tips and, and donations, but bits and subs, they get money for, and they also get advertised revenue. And they also get game sales, right? Twitch makes money on all these things. And the more people they can get in to watch people, the percentage gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But then, it, like I said, it's the office space mentality, right? A penny is a penny. And if they can get one penny out of a million people, that's a lot of money, right? That's a lot of extra money that people won't know. And if someone subs, if they don't use a Twitch Prime uh, and, they, and they actually pay, and this person doesn't ever come back, but he has automatic sub, well, then they're queuing, just like you said, with the Columbia House, where they're constantly just following somebody or subbing to somebody, but they're actually not going back to that the actual thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it just it, it seems, listen, it, there, there has to be some kind of statistical data that, that they use in order for this to work for their own. For their, otherwise, just out of the blue, I would say they're doing it so people don't jump to Mixer because everyone seems like they're doing better and they don't want to jump. I don't know about right? that. Well, it could be for any any number of reasons. I don't understand why you'd want my follower count to be overinflated when they're not really followers. Why else would right. you do it? I understand what you're saying, Tally. I understand Twitch is making it work work for it, and that that's fine. I just think the opt out is a different type of thing. Like I said, now we got a lot of follows, right? 365 follows that weekend, this past weekend. 15 of the 365 watched longer than the actual follow, meaning they were there for like an extra minute. Okay, or an extra thing. And out of that, only a small amount of people stayed longer than an hour, which was like five, which is fantastic because out of five people out of 365, that's actually a great percentage. But at the same time, I, I, I feel like they're doing it just wrong. They have to do it. This is the first immersion of it. And this is like the, the test, right? Because they're not going to, there's no way they could test this unless they go live with it, right? And I think that's what a lot of the partners have problems with. With all the stuff that Twitch does, they just like, well, we have 20, 21 million people on the platform. Let's just drop it. It'll test it out in seconds, and we'll see what's right or wrong about it, and we'll get feedback. So I like how they are filtering people to come to you. What I don't like is if I click on one game, 
I can literally follow a hundred people at the exact same time. And I'm saying thank you to that person. Sarge is saying thank you to that person. Comic is saying thank you to that person. Tally's saying thank you to that person. But yet nobody's actually come in. Nobody came in. No one ever came in to preview. No one ever came into anything. They just hit the follow, right? And they didn't even know they followed me because I, I, I might not made that top three list, right? I could have been 15th or 20th or 50th, but they followed me. But it still creates a buzz because anybody that's right. anybody that's following you at that moment or anyone's watching at that moment sees all these follows come in and they're like, oh, this guy must be something good. I'll follow him. Right. right? Well. Maybe, maybe it's just from lurkers in there, and then all of a sudden they see this trail of follows come in, and they're like, oh, well, this guy's about to be decent. I'll just follow this guy. It seems like a it seems like a self-promoting blitz for right. themselves in order to create a bigger pool of people. Well, you don't have to be live. All you have to do is be live, meaning if I play a vodcast, I'm still live in that directory. So if I happen to go into the directory like I did with South Park, I showed South Park after I was done playing it, and I would get 50 follows during the day playing South Park. Now, the only reason I was getting discovered is because I was in the top five of South Park, right? So when someone went to South Park, I would actually show up on their screen, and then that's why the, the algorithm took me and brought me in, and that's why people followed me. Now, I've been doing tests by playing other games where I didn't make the top 10 or anywhere close to it. I would play, you know, and then oblivious games, like if I play a game, I'm number one in the directory, but no one's picking that game, then obviously no one's going to follow me, right? So... There's different things I'm testing out right now with, with with the way it's going. I'm just saying the only thing I disagree with is the opting out. Like, you can give me all these automatic follows. Now, the people that followed me, the 365, and then the 15 people that came in for longer than a, a certain period of time, and then the five people that stayed, I can't even tell you if those people came from the app, right? They could have already been on Twitch and they happened to follow me. So... I can't say that those five people came from the app or if they came by themselves. You know what I mean? So, right. I saw 40 follows one day when you were rebroadcasting South Park. Right, because I was in the top of the directory of South Park, and that's why it, people were doing it. So, I just feel that they could do it in a different way. I like what they're doing. I think they could do a filter system much better. And I like it where, on, on the thing right now, uh, me and Blue were talking about this. When I browse through a game real fast, uh, let me see. If I browse through a game and I click Destiny, okay, for instance, okay, perfect example. So the guy number one on my list right now is Datto with 1,138 uh, people. The people under that have 582. The person below him has 691. Technically, if you go to the computer, he should be higher than, than 582. Fourth person on the list is 334. 270, 152, and then all of a sudden on my thing, there's a 600 person below the people that I have 100. So don't know why that's happening on the, on, the, on the app itself, but I think that should happen more in the actual directory where if Gathion has 6,000 people, right, I think it should rotate. I think it should scramble up the people in the directories so when you come in, there might be a guy with 132 people at the top of the list. And then the guy with 6,000, not at the bottom, but he's mixed in with the, with the rest of them, but he's not on the top top square. Now, is that fair to the partner people? No. But is it fair? It's life, right? I just think it's an algorithm. It should mix it up every 10 minutes. It, it shuffles to give a person a position somewhere that it might not be, right? And it's constantly rotating. So whoever comes in during that time and scrolls, they'll see it, right? And if they're already following King Athalion or if they're already following Say No to Rage, they're going to be on their live list 
and that's where they'll go. But for people that are browsing, that hit the browsing list, I think the browsing list should be changing constantly, constantly changing. I don't care if you have two people following, if you have zero people following, you could be the top of the list, right? In the browsing directory. If you're already following, then you would find your, your, your favorite and they're already being consistent. Yes. Do they have to grow too? They're going to get their shot. They get front page. If, if you're a partnered streamer, you can talk to Twitch to get yourself on front page. Uh, if you're, if you're front page, you can do other things to get, to get noticed where everybody else that's trying to make it on Twitch literally can't make it on Twitch because they're always going to be below the guy in front of them because that person has more viewers than you. Right? So they could do filters, different ways to make people, uh, it goes back to the base of Twitch. Entertain your viewers, top of the directory, bottom of the directory. The base stays the same. Yes, but I still think when you browse in a browser, it should go by just random. You know, you should be able to browse how you want. Top views, uh, alphabetical order, descending order. Like, you should be able to customize the way you browse how you want instead of scrolling all the way to the bottom and then randomly picking someone, which is how I think everyone found me. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, in the beginning, I don't know how they found me in the very beginning. So I don't know. That's just what I think. I, I, I like I like what it's doing, but after looking at all my stats and looking at all the people, I can't justify saying that the, the five people that came in, when I see those five people, I want to know, I'll, I'll ask them, did you find me from the app? from the directory or did you find me by just browsing it or, or going to the directory yourself that's what i would like to find out if it's working because according to Ankbot and the people that come to my channel it's not working because 300 <laughs> 350 of those people have not come into my channel at all of the 365 that followed me so that's all that's the i think it's a good it looked good on paper bad execution so far um, they have to fix vodcasting, get that vodcasting out of the actual live directories and put them in their own. So if you browse in a category, it's live and then vodcasts. So if you find your favorite streamer, you can watch the vodcast. If you want to watch a live streamer, you can watch the, you know, and same thing when it goes to vodcasting, if, if you're, if you're vodcasting in destiny, then it should also go in. If I want to watch it in descending order, ascending order, alphabetical order by greatest viewers or lowest viewers by least follows to the the greatest follows i should be able to 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 filter that myself i i think i think that would help twitch tremendously all right let me go to the uh next story i want to talk about is arc ripoffs okay um i say arc rips off we, we've talked about this before about arc being a little scummy when it comes to uh oh, no it's a, it's a lot scummy Right, so it, no, it's a lot scummy. Well, let's let's just say it's a, let's say that they're doing a different a different business model. Let's 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 say that to be nice, because otherwise, right. I got some words about this early access. All right, well, go ahead, you go first because I've been talking. No, no, it's it's okay about going first. Well, let, let's get into the story first, right? They're going to release, correct? They're they're, release. they're releasing next month. Right, they're releasing next month or September. It's it's, it's soon. Okay, so they're still in early access. Still early access. Yep. We have the people who are playing, they paid their thirty dollars to be the guinea pigs of the bunch to right. work out the stuff. There was a paid DLC that came out right. for a game that's not released Correct. that they still bought, which is more. To get the, which was more, more right? Which was more than the actual game when it first came out, right? That's correct. And now, the price point for the game is sixty dollars US, which means got to be seventy something for Europeans, right? Right. So, 
What are we talking about here? $60 for a game that's still in early access, and just the day before, well, like Tuesday or Monday, the day before, it was $20. And now it's three times the amount for the same game people got it for early access. Well, now they're gonna full. They're, they're getting. A, they're gonna get a backlash immediately. You know what's gonna happen. Well, Metacritic. Metacritic's gonna stone them. Well, that's I, number one. I have a thing that we talk about all the time about early access games. I think early access games should be cheaper than what it should be at retail, right? Because I'm paying money for an unfinished game, and I'm helping you create your game to make it better for when it releases. So, if it comes out on September 21st. Okay, or whenever it's supposed to release, I think they shouldn't have raised the price up until that release date. So, on September 20th, it's still early access, right? But on September 21st, it comes in full release. So, if I want to get in before, okay, because I'm giving you money before it actually releases, I should be able to get it for a discounted price. I, I truly believe that, right? But these guys have now changed the price from $20 to $60, still in early access. Okay, and it gets released in like a month. Okay, which is bad. Which I just think is dirty, right? It's, it's bad. That's just bad business. I, I I just think that if you if it says early access, then it needs to say the price that it was in early access. Now when it releases, sixty dollar price tag is a sixty dollar price tag. But I think they know that they're not going to get that because I don't think a lot of people are going to buy it for sixty dollars. Even though even though it's worth sixty dollars, it's a sixty dollar price tag game. That's not the case here. The case is it's an early access game, and it was $20 on Monday, and on Tuesday it's now 60 right? And that's just bad, bad business. I, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out how they, how they even have the balls to try to do it. I don't get I it. I mean, you have, you, like, like DDDB's in chat. I'm sure he's played it enough to know that all of a sudden, is he going to pay $60 to, to have this game is the question. Like, if right. I played early access for the game, if I, if I gave you the $30 that I had for the early access— does that mean I only have to pay an additional thirty to get the game now? No, 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 no. Or, no. or I, I'm early access. I'm in. I, I'm in the game. I'm pretty sure. Release, no, no. If, if I've been playing it for two years, I'm not going to pay an additional thirty dollars to keep continuing to play it. But that's what I'm asking. No, no. I, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Like if you paid for it and you own it now, you own it, right? It's the people after the fact right now that it's still an early access. It says early access on hate, on, on Steam. Term. I hate this okay. Term. And yet, it's still, it's it, they raised it triple the price, triple the price, okay. But here's even the kicker, right? If you paid originally for the main game, originally it was like thirty thirty dollars or thirty five dollars, and then they came out with a forty dollar expansion, I believe, right? So that's seventy five dollars if you wanted to play the content already, correct? Okay, which you're paying technically you're paying fifteen dollars less, or ten dollars less than those people that have to pay now. But if you didn't Correct. buy the expansions and you bought the if you bought the early access on Monday, you could have got the game for twenty dollars, okay, or twenty five dollars, whatever it was. And now you're paying sixty dollars for the exact same game you could have got on Monday for twenty dollars. Where there's no notice, there's no nothing, and I know they don't have to do it, but it says early access, and you just raise the price, triple the price of a game that when it gets released, it's going to be sixty dollars. So then take it off Steam, where they can't purchase it right now. That's that's what I would do. Right, you just say early access is over, cut it off. It comes out on this day, sixty bucks. That's fair. I'm okay them raising the price. I'm not okay with them raising their price in early access when on Monday I could get it for what price, and on Tuesday it's a completely different price. 
That's what's right. that's what's shady about it, right? Right. So well, maybe maybe it was a PR thing. Someone forgot to change. Someone forgot to actually send out the memo to do what they were to tell them what they were normally supposed to do. I like, guess maybe maybe it was just somebody who made a mistake at some point. But if it's still considered early access, and you're raising the price just on early access, it doesn't make sense. It, it seems like somebody somewhere dropped the ball. But they're, the the backlash is going to be absurd. Right. I'm 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 not sure if you'll ever anyone purchase the game. Right. Right. I, I I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I was thinking about buying this game for the longest time. I was on the fence. I was like, I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. Maybe I'll buy it now, and then keep it in my in my library and and whatever. But now I don't want it because now I got to pay $60 and I was on the fence when it was $20. So there's no way in hell I'm paying $60 for it. Well, you, you probably feel the same way as other people who got the news, who got the news. That's exactly where everybody's sitting right now. Right. Right. This might be the publisher trying to recoup losses for the game being in early access this long. Right. I mean, I guess, but they, they've made a killing. I mean, that the company's made a killing and they've done good updates it's not a problem with their updates, well, that, but that's great. Let's charging I'm for gonna, DLC I'm, I'm before the game quote, comes out. I'm going to take a quote from Elliot Gould from Ocean's Eleven. All right, when uh, when he talks, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Carl Reiner, Carl Reiner, when he says, "One day the sands was open, the next the one day the sands was closed, the next day it was open." Right. So either the game is the game is real and we're selling it, right. or the game is not is not real and it's not here. Exactly. You can't tell me the game is out but not really out, and right. you're paying for it but it's not really out. Right. right. Okay, either you're selling the game or you're not. And you sold DLC to a game that doesn't exist, according to industry standards. Right. The game's in early access. It came out with a full DLC, but the game's not out yet. And you paid full price for a DLC. Right. I'm confused. I don't care what you want to call it. Right. The game is for sale. Okay? <laughs> the game is for sale. Right. Okay? If, it, if, I can, if I give you money and I get a product, it's on the market. Okay? <laughs> it's on the market. The game is it's here. Okay, you can't tell me the game doesn't exist and I'm giving you money for something and I have it. But we don't we're not selling it yet. Right. Right. Okay? I don't know how stupid you want to be, but early access to me does it's not early access. Early access to me is 100 people filled out an email. They got their message back and they said, "Thanks for thanks for believing in us. We're going to send you this game and we're going to test it for the next 6 months and you guys are the guinea pigs." Which is That's early access. Which is That's what, early access. Which is Sea of Thieves. Right, okay. Sea of Thieves. Really sea of Thieves. I've been playing for four months. I can't talk about it because of NDAs, but that's early access. I paid zero. I paid zero to play the game. I play the game. I give my feedback. That's an early access game. And every time I turn on that game, they've always updated it and they add more things to it without charging me one cent because it's early access. That's early access. What Sea of Thieves is doing is early access. With what Gigantica did is early access. Okay, where you paid zero, zero for it, played the game for a fucking year, and you didn't get charged one cent. Now, when Sea of Thieves comes out, I can be like, hey, I'm going to pay the game because I like it. Now, what I would like to see them do is people that were in early access, but they can't do it now because now they're opening it up to everybody, right? But a game like that, what you just said, where if they send out an email and they only let 1,000 people in or 10,000 people in, whatever, they should they should give that game... If it's early access and you don't pay anything for it, they should give that whoever played the game like a 10% discount when it releases because you helped us make the game what it is for release. So at, at, because of your because of thanks for your uh, the community and thanks for your hard work for giving us the bugs and reports and playing and telling us how you like the game or didn't like the game, 
they should give a 10 to 20% discount for the people that were in the alpha, right? In the actual early Listen, access. It must, be, it must be really nice to get people to give you money and have them test the game for you for free. Right. It must be really nice for this to happen for the developers. Right. I'm sure it works out for everybody. However, you cannot sell me a game that doesn't exist with DLC and tell me it's early access. Right. And then on top of it say, well, you know, we thought about it. And, uh, you know... We're gonna charge it's, 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 a full, it's, it's really a full price AAA title, so we're going to go with $60 because we have to recoup the losses from the last two years of it being in early access and, and having to pay all these guys to work on the game. Right. Like, like either what, 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 happened, what happened to the structure of game development? Well, okay? that's a great, great segue. Let's move into what that. Happened? What happened? Right. So let's talk about the last, the last uh, thing we want to talk about, right? Video games. As far as, you know, the housing market crashed. The housing market went up and it went down, and the the car companies went up and they went down. The video game company went up in the 80s and then went down in the 80s, or it came back to life in the 80s because of Nintendo. Are we going to see, and are we already seeing, uh, a video game decline slash crash uh, in the industry? Well, th this this topic is being talked about by a few key streamers and a few key uh, YouTubers, and it's not like a, t a scare tactic, but it, any industry that we know of goes in cycles. Right. There's there's always a rise, there's always a plateau, there's always a peak, there's a crash, and there's a recovery. There in any in any industry. Now, the crash that caused the video games to crash was a lack of consumer confidence. A bunch of shitty games, right. overpriced, and everybody was like, I'll just go find fun someplace else. Okay? And that was in the mid-80s. Right. That's, okay? That was with Atari. That was the mid-80s. That was with that Atari. Was Atari. Right. Okay? And licensing got out of hand, and anybody could make a game, and they were all crap. Yep. Okay? Nintendo literally, single-handedly saved video games from going under. Right. Okay? Now, it was a long, hard road. Okay, and we reached a plateau right around the 90s, late 90s, early O's, where the best of the best games at the current time for the hardware that we had right. were made. Right. Some of the best titles that you remember. Full price titles, titles, full, full stories. Titles right. in the chat's been playing. Right, full you stories. Know these games. You know, okay? So now, steadily, even though the population of gamers is growing, even though the population of gamers is growing. Right. It's making more money. Right. in general have steadily declined. Yes. And they are continuing to decline. Why, you ask? Well, let's go through the list. Why is it, Sarge? Why, why are they declining? No Man's Sky, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, I can go on for all the games that came out that were just shit on De arrival. Destiny, Battlefront, No Man's Sky, yes. Division, The Lost Guardian, For Honor, Wildlands, Mass Effect Andromeda, Mafia 3. There, right. There's a bunch of them. Every single game, you guys keep handing over money for a game that you didn't see because of an overhyped hype train, and you want to have it day one, and you don't give a shit about what the game is. All you're basing it on is advertisement, and right. they know you're doing it, and they don't care because they got your money. That's all that matters is they got the money. They got, they were able to milk these games and patch them and do whatever they want, and everyone just keeps saying, okay. It's okay to release a game that's unfinished. Right. It's okay. I'll just wait for them to patch it. But at least I get to play it. But at least I get to play it. Okay, so now let's let's move ahead future-wise now. Let's get rid of the hard copies. All right? Because right. anyone who's following the industry yep. knows 
that I'm giving GameStop, I'm giving them two years. That's it. I'm giving GameStop two years before they go the way of the dodo. Okay, because there's no reason to go to a store to I'm, buy a disc right. when I can just get it directly from the company. They're just going to send it to my box. That's how it's going to work. Okay. And so if I get rid of the truck driver, I get rid of the brick and mortar store. I get rid of the, I get rid of everything, the, the marketing for the thing in the store. I get rid of all that. Right. I want the game day one. I've already pre-ordered it. It's in my box when I get home from work. Yep. Okay. So what's to stop you? Well, here we go. You're going to pre-order a game that doesn't have need, need to be pre-ordered. Don't need to pre-order. You, right. You watch a review for it because you got overhyped. You don't care. And you want it now because you're impatient. Okay? Right. And by the way, you can't return a game that's digital. Right. Okay. Except for the first two hours that you play it. So not only are you stuck with the game that you bought, okay, but you can't resell it. Right. You can't give it to anybody else. Right. It's a digital copy, and now it's just space on a hard drive. Right. Okay. There's no actual tangible product anymore, and you got suckered out of sixty dollars. Right. Now, maybe some of you care. Maybe some of you are thinking to yourself, well, how convenient that is that I can get a game day one. Right. I'll get it first. But you're allowing them to make whatever trash they want yep. and send it to you all right, without you caring about what it is. And if, it, if the trend continues, if the trend continues where you have massive numbers of, of, of independent titles coming out, half-ass games need to be patched, consumer confidence again will erode. Right. And when it starts to erode, people will find their entertainment, entertainment media elsewhere because by then – I'll give you like two years. I got Netflix movies coming straight into my house. I don't need to buy a $500 system to right. play video games. I'll just play on my phone and watch the movies that come into my thing. And you will watch a crash happen again. And don't think for a moment it doesn't happen. Oh, right. Because every industry, every industry does its cycle. Maybe you're going to be part of the crash. I was part of the first crash, and I'm glad Nintendo saved it. I don't believe Nintendo can save this one. No, no. I mean, the, the, the people. This is what we were talking about in the beginning of the show, right? About pre-ordering. Pre-ordering came around because when you went to a game shop, EB Games or GameStop, EB back in the day, right? EB Games back in the day, Babbage's. or Babbage's, right? Even Babbage's, Babbage. right? Where you would come in and remember when you could buy an actual physical computer disc? Remember, like an actual box for a computer? Remember those days? It's amazing. Like at GameStop, you have to ask for a computer. They have to open up a cabinet and pull it out. Like you don't see it on the shelf. It's all, it's all. Uh, uh, thank you very much for that follow. Appreciate it. I don't know why the sound effects are going off, but they are. Uh, so sorry about that. Can't I can't stop them. So yeah, EB uh, still the main game store. Uh, it's still over here. Uh, well, actually, EB is not. Just just GameStop over here. I don't even think there is an electronic boutique. Um, when you go there, like. You can't physically like when you walk into a game store, you can see what games sucked, okay? Because you see all the the old pre-owned games, and you're like, oh, there's 15 copies of this one game. Either the game was short, or it sucked. So people purchased it and then got rid of it as fast as they can, so they can get money back, uh, the amount of money as possible, because it was like within a certain period of time. Uh, hurry up! Hurry up and solve the game. Right. Okay. Or just sucked ass, right? And they're just like, give me my money back, whatever, boom. You can't do that with a digital copy, right? And when when a game sucks now, okay, you literally, literally, like, okay, let's just say I'm a huge, huge Destiny fan. Like, I'm hyped up for Destiny 2, right? I'm like, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for this game. 
Okay, it comes out at midnight. Okay, I wait two hours. Okay, wait two hours. That's all I have to do. I can go to Twitch, or I can go to fucking YouTube, or go wherever else because everyone else is under NDA and they already have their fucking copies. Okay, and they're already playing the game, and they already have footage of the game, and they're already waiting to happen. They're just waiting to pull the trigger. They're like, as soon as that, as soon as the game is released at midnight, blah blah blah, I can pull the trigger and and, and load those videos up, right? Public. Okay, they're already lo- preloaded on on YouTube for them, and those people that are going to play can play it. So now, let me get this straight. Oh man, I can't, I can't play. I can't play at midnight. You don't want me to pre-order? That means I won't have the game. It's digital, dude. It's digital. It literally can download on your computer within 20 minutes on your shitty internet, okay, or even shittier net in two hours, okay? But within that time frame, you can literally go live on Twitch, have a guy play it, okay? And you can ask this question to him. How's the game, Sarge? And you're going to answer going, I don't know. I just started playing it. It seems like it's good. It looks awesome, okay? The guns feel okay. I haven't played enough to tell you if it feels the same as Destiny 1. Okay, that's what you're going to get because there's no reviews. But if you just wait just a couple more hours, reviews start popping out. And they'll tell you, is it worth it? The story's this. The story's that. This is this. And then you can make an obvious personal decision and go, hey, you know what? That seems like a game for me. Instead of being a sheep and, and instead of going along with everyone going, oh, well, this game is so good and then getting it and then kind of talking yourself down from it and going yeah yeah the game is awesome it's just it's really fun to play it's just really addictive yeah but how's the story oh the story's not that good and stuff but the but the gunplay man is the gunplay is the best gunplay i've ever ever played yeah but it, how, how much did you put into the game well i put 140 dollars into the the all of destiny one even though you can go buy it right now for 20 dollars. Do you, do you know what i mean and 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 that's just an example of one of the games because they broke it down into segments now real quick going into destiny destiny 2 they say they want people to complain that there's too much story okay so let's just go with that this is what the developer said they said i hope there's a form on reddit that says there's too much story okay it's a joke okay well let me tell you something there's already been reports the story in this game is bigger than everything that we've gotten all of destiny 1 now if that's the case wouldn't wouldn't we be correct by saying super fucking beta, okay, and breaking up the DLC? Because I I had many arguments with people saying that this stuff was part of Destiny One, okay, and they took it out and put it in later, okay, to sell you more money on it. And everyone's like, no, why would they do that? They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't yes. do that. They would yes, do it. One hundred percent, they would do that. So now, if we get Destiny Two, and I will applaud them, and I will say, hallelujah, okay, but I won't thank them. All right, because they should have Destiny One should be like what Destiny Two is supposed to be like, where it has all the story in there, it has all this gameplay, and I should be playing the whole story, and it should be as much content up to Taken King. Okay, I will, I'll take even Rise of Iron out of it because right? it was like a, a leftover. But Dark Below, House of Wolves, and Taken King, and Vanilla should all be in the game, and that's how big the story should have been. Right? Sixty dollars, one price, one story, one game. Okay. If Destiny 2 comes out like that and has that much content, as much as we got from three DLCs plus vanilla, bravo, you've actually created a game that's complete. Now you can go go to Project Red, okay, and, and shake hands with them and going, is this how it feels to make a fucking complete game? Because Witcher 3 is a complete fucking game, and the DLC that they give you on top of that is $10. 
and the $10 is one standalone game. Their, their, their DLC for Witcher 3 is more content than most games at $60, okay, right now. So with the digital copy happening, okay, it's, it's, so, it's so bad now because people just, they're like, hey, let's just get it out because of markets and, 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 and shares and the stockholders. Hype, the, hype train, the hype train will run the show into the ground. Right. The hype train is going to run the show into the ground because you're, you want to see Blitzkrieg? Wait until Destiny starts, wait till Destiny 2 starts marketing. All that's happening they've, now. They've already started marketing. All, all the, all, no, all that's happening now is the initial feed. Is the initial fee to all the people that want to still need to know the information? Right. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not. I don't really want to know all the things because once again, when I put a game in, I want to be surprised by it. I want to experience the game. And no, that's how everybody says nobody's having fun anymore. Everyone's having an experience. Right. That's the new word for fun. Okay. Everything's an experience. So I want my experience to be virgin. I don't want to know everything about the game. I want to explore the game. And understand what the developers wanted me to see. Let me look. Let me go into the game. I don't want IGN or GameSpot or whoever else to tell me every little fucking thing there is on the game before I put the disc in. And now when I put the disc in, and I'm like, yep, they were right. Yep, they were right. Yep, right. they were right. Yep, they were right. Like, like, what, what, what fun is that? What kind of experience is that? I'm having a pre-experience before my experience. Right. Okay. So, for me. Okay, when this game comes out, I can guarantee you someone's going to say bored or oh, same shit. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to happen no matter what. Be. Yeah. But the marketing, when the Blitzkrieg starts, I, I, I'm i going to guess right around the time, like the middle of August. I'm going to say middle of August because that'll be one month out, right? Because it's going to release on the. Oh, no. I think. September? So I feel like the beginning of August. Six, sixth of September. I, I right. Beginning of yeah, August, you're going to see. Days, 30 yeah. days. It's going to be a blitzkrieg. 14 days. In 14 days, blitzkrieg. we're going to see as much Destiny uh, advertisement as we did political publications when the, when we had the election last year. That's that's what it's going to be. All right. So. You have got to keep to the hype train. So. Including with this video game, what we think could be the video game, the start of a video game crash, right? Digital copies, right? All right. All industries have a cycle, like you said, right? All industries. It all happens. Everything comes back in full circle. Overhyping games, okay? Major overhype. That's my little concern with with uh, Fortnite. Right. They're majorly hyping that game right now. It's I everywhere train. you look. Yep. Okay. And then no reviews. Right, no reviews. Right, poor development. Right, patched games. Right, incomplete games. Day one patches. Right, you got the right. day one patches. Games. All of that erodes consumer confidence. Now, now let me, let me play the other side real fast. Well, Sarge, games are much bigger now, so they have to fix it after day one. Uh, no, no, there are games that when they release, they're done. Yeah, the product is yep. finished, and they release it. Right. Should I go through some of the titles for that? Let's go through some of the titles for that. Okay. Right. So, so some of some of the things. Look, if we, the consumers, and I say this as as a whole, right? If we spend money, okay, we 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 spend money on these games, and they and then they give us less game for the same price, right? If we stop doing that, if we give them less money for their games instead of paying one hundred and forty for a game that should be sixty, okay, they'll make less games and if they make 
less games, okay? If it, it or if, if they make less games, we'll buy less games, right? And if we buy less games, then they make less money. And if they make less money, okay, there will be no gaming industry. But they have to improve. But that's how it happens. If we right. if we pull back just a little bit, if we say I'm not going to give you my pre-order money, because their pre-order money is what fuels their stock prices, right? And what fuels the fact that their stockholders to say, well, the company's doing great. Look how much we've sold already. Nobody's even seen the game yet, and we already sold a hundred. Uh, uh, we already sold three million copies. Right. Like it's you're, you are basing value based on fictitious numbers, not the actual value of the product that you sold right okay so if we are to balance out the industry we control the gamers control the industry not the developer if you if you stop buying their crappy games if you stop buying if you stop pre-ordering if you stop giving them the power to make a crappy crappy game then they have to make a better game otherwise they know we're not going to buy it right but as of right now they know the, ver the veracity of everybody waiting for a game, as soon as the hype train starts, they don't care what the fuck it has on it. Right. It's Star Wars. You got my money. Yep. It's Destiny 2. You got my money. They don't care what it is. As long as it rings the bell in your head and they sent you the correct marketing, you already handed over that money. Yep. Okay? Eventually, it's not going to work anymore. Eventually, it's going to go the other way. And hopefully, I know I don't like to sound negative Nancy, but I hopefully it'll take down some of these publishers. Right. I mean, we, we as a we we've said this before. Like, look, if gas prices were going too high, if everybody just didn't get gas that day, okay, you would see a dramatic price drop in gas the next day. It, I don't think it works that quick. Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. But, uh, Absolutely. If you boycott a gas station for one fucking day where no one gets gas, you better believe that gas price will dramatically. It, it changes on the fucking on a dime. Right. If you well, they're, di they're digital now, they just right. Up the number. Right. They're digital as long with the games. Right. They have to download their and they just put it up there. No guy out there anymore with a, with a suction cup putting up the, the numbers. Right. Because now they can just hit a button and go, oh, let's see. It's one o'clock. Dollar forty eight. It's oh, two o'clock. Dollar uh, ninety five. Right. They're coming back from work and it's payday. Right. Raise it. Twenty five right. cents. Yeah. There you go. Payday. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So digital copies. Look. I'm a little bit of a hypocrite right here because I paid for Fortnite, I pre-ordered it, but I'm a I'm a Twitch streamer. I'm trying to become relevant. I'm trying to so it was more of a business investment for me. If so, that's where I stand as a, as a as a hypocrite of of pre-ordering a game. Right? I didn't pre-order it because I got a statue. I didn't pre-order it because of all the fancy shit. I pre-ordered it so two other people can get a discount and myself get a discount on a game, and we get stuff. And, and and be be relevant in that directory, hopefully, right? Uh, and and build up my stream that way. Where I'm not pre-ordering Destiny, it's it's open beta on the weekend. Um, if if I needed to, because I'm on this podcast and because I'm on the Rages Round Table, if I had to, I would try to get a code ahead of time. If I didn't even get the, if there was no open beta, I would try to get a code from somebody to play it so I can talk about it. Uh, on stream and if I didn't play it I would watch other people play it so I would have some sort of input on 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 the podcast right on a business standpoint I would get it because I have to because of the job that I want to do as the gamer itself I don't need and I don't want to pre-order the game because I don't want to make that extra five dollars in their pocket or sixty dollars if I pay it full price you know what I mean uh, I'm not pre-ordering Star Wars I'm not pre-ordering uh, uh, Destiny. I'm literally gonna buy Destiny when it comes out. Like 
the day before, like 10 o'clock, I guess it's pre-ordering. Okay, I'll be like, I'll purchase it. Or I'll wait, right? Because it might be a clusterfuck uh, day one to get onto the servers and stuff. And it, it, something bad could happen. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But for the most people, wait. Wait for people on Twitch like us. Wait for YouTubers. Wait for reviewers. Wait for publications where they get the AOK to review the game and release something. Especially with a game like Destiny, you're not going to lose out much time, okay? If it's the best game in the world and you start six hours later or 12 hours later, you, you're not going to miss anything because you could literally hang out with your friends and grind your way up and you're, you'll hit max light level, I would assume, within the day. Okay, for you crazies out there that won't go to sleep and just pay like 16 to 24 hours. And monster it out. Right. So there's, there's right, the queue, right, the queue line for Rise of Iron, right? So there's just there's just a thing that you shouldn't do. And, and to make a stand against these publishers and stuff like that, otherwise there is going to be a game crash, right? Because they are going to make shittier games. And if Destiny comes out, and I'm only using Destiny as an example, there's many games out there that do the exact same thing where they take the whole content, they break it up, and they sell it later as DLC content where you can see it was already in the game because there's no way they can make a full expansion like a certain game and have that many features in it under three months, but yet it takes them five years to make the game. You know what I mean? It, it just doesn't make sense. So don't pre-order. Buy physical copies if you can. I mean, I don't because I'm lazy, and that's basically how everyone else does it because they're fucking lazy. They're like, well, I could buy it. I'm just going to buy it right here. Oh, PayPal. Boom, boom. Xbox points. Done, right? Everything, and then he just sits there. I, I look at my system every day. I open it up, Steam, I look up at my Xbox, I see all the games I have, and I'm like, nope, don't want to play it, nope, don't want to play it, nope, don't want to play it. I can't get rid of them. I can't get rid of them, they're there. I mean, I guess I can delete them, but they're there. So, that's it. I mean, the gaming market can crash. Uh, we might have big problems. We might have big problems. Uh, but as of right now, uh, everyone's like, ah, it's peachy clean. We're still, right, we're still slogging through the shit. Here's we're waiting the, for some good, we're waiting for the good games to come out. Right? Here, here's the housing market with the bubble. Here's the gaming. Here's the gaming bubble right now, right? It could happen within the next two years. I mean, so you, the the good news is should be though. The good news is if we go to digital copies, the little ray of sunshine inside the calamity here is if they go down to digital copies only. There's no more brick and mortar stores, that they won't have to repackage DLC to sell back to you because the price of the game can stay the same, but they're making their money back because they're not shipping really? their game. I personally think digital copies. I don't think I don't think their price is going to go down at all. I think digital price. copies should be at least at least $15 less than the $60 price tag because oh, I know I know because there's no disc there's no box there's no printed material in that box there's no truck with gas that was taking it to the actual location there's no guy on the back of the truck to deliver it into the actual store there's no store guy to take that box and put it onto the shelf there's no guy at the front register to to ring that fucking game up, and there's no gas that you're putting in your car to go to the actual store to get there, right? That's an eight. That's an eight. That's a, a self-incurred cost. Oh, that's not yeah, whatever. But it's still all 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 what's in there, right? So all of that is not there anymore. You don't think that's worth fifteen dollars off the off the off a, a, a price not, tag? Not not to them, because as you know, game prices have stayed the same. So what they're trying to say is, if they go digital. They're actually making up that money by keeping the game prices still the same, but they're making more money per di per per product now because they're not paying out for the for the delivery. Well, I'll tell you what then, I want yeah, listen, I want all normal, games to normal, be I want all games to be pre-alpha. Yeah, normal economics says the game prices should come down. 
But we all know that nothing ever comes down. Right. They stay the same or they go up. There's no coming down. Right. There's no such thing. I'm gonna. I want pre-alpha then. I want pre-alpha, and I'm gonna pay fifteen dollars less than everybody else until they raise the price like Ark did for sixty bucks. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy a game two years in advance. Never play it. Just gonna sit on the shelf, and I'm gonna wait for it to release, and then go. I win. Right? Because <laughs> and I pay so half half absurd. the price. Absurd. Yeah, I could do all of that, Tally. We could do we can do building with little thirty fort building one hundred one. I could do fort building one hundred one. I can do Thomas a train, uh, 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 track building and show you how to build some tracks. These are all things that we could do. You never know. Little thirty's game for it. Uh, we'll just have to do like a filter or something because all you'll hear is dad, dad, dad. That's all you'll hear because that's all I hear all day. Uh, so that's it, guys. That is Generation X Gaming episode ninety five in the can. Uh, appreciate everyone coming out. You can watch us live every single Thursday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, we are oh, we're coming back next Thursday. Next Thursday, episode 96. We're closing in. We got to start thinking about a episode 100. We got to do something. We got to do something for episode 100. Uh, I have an idea. I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah, we'll we'll play the worst game possible live on stream. <laughs> we could play a game. You want to play a game? We, we, no, like like the worst possible game we could play on stream. Like the worst game ever. Like like Superman like sixty four or something. Like, yeah, like pick like the shittiest game possible. We we could do that. We could do something like that, and then just talk about games and just talk about news while we're playing a shitty game. It sounds that sounds good. So, uh, you can watch us live here. Like I said, every 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 single Thursday at eight p.m. Uh, please follow Sarge at uh, Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Please follow me at Thirty and Still Gaming, and please follow the show at Gen underscore X underscore Gaming. If you have any news stories that you guys see, uh, please DM either Generation X Gaming's Twitter account or myself. Um, or, or Sarge, uh, we all get them, right? So uh, send us your news stories that you think we want to talk about on the stream. Uh, Santos sends me stuff. Duplass sends me stuff. Tally sends me stuff. Anybody that wants to send me stuff, please please do so. It, it helps me a great deal because I don't have all the time in the world to look up news stories and such and then talk about them with Sarge. So you can find us every single week. You can find ep past episodes on YouTube. We're a little bit behind. So if you want... To watch this episode, wait for the vodcast, or you can hit that sub subscribe button and watch all past uh, broadcasts right on Twitch. I appreciate you guys coming out. Until next time, there is no stream after this show tonight. We, are, I'm going to sleep. Well, supposedly, I got to wake up and be on an airplane by 6 a.m. So, uh, you guys have a wonderful night. Thanks for watching. Have a good one. Take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs> Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.